E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Day. Appreciate you hanging with us after your uh, your big weekend. Uh, that is Tony Shields. I am Rob Ellis. Beat down. Beat down, my friends. Uh, this was not pretty, Tone. There are no excuses being made. You lose 42 to 19. You get up six nothing and allow seven straight touchdowns. Uh, can't happen. Six straight touchdowns. That can't happen. Uh, and it felt like seven. It felt like about 15. Uh, but it was not pretty. And, you know, it was uh, it was ugly. And you know what? Maybe this is the kind of loss that that serves as a wake-up call, more than a win that maybe you get away with some things. That's the positive you take from it. But there's a lot of other areas that your mind can take. So good morning, Tom. Good to see you, man. Good morning, Rob. Serves them right. Serves them right, man. That was a grade A ass whooping. Yep. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know what's so funny? I- I'm watching the game and I'm thinking to myself, okay, strong start, strong start, but you got to put touchdowns on the board for one. But okay, I'm, a- I'm like, all right, you proved you can move the ball. Okay, whatever. But then all of a sudden, I want to say midway through the third quarter, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this must be what it felt like to be the Cowboys. I immediately thought to myself, wow, this must be what it's like to be a Cowboys fan on that Sunday night football game. You're watching an ass whooping and you can't do nothing about it. You know what I mean? So um, ultimately, you know, so many things were um, brought to light um, that we kind of already knew that we kind of overlooked because, um, you know, we uh, we all we all were drinking the Kool-Aid, even myself. Right. Um, I'm an Eagles fan, die hard, and that'll never change. And I'm always going to ride for my dogs. But uh. Man, did that hit dog holler? I tell you that, Rob. Yeah, it did. And look, I'm I, I don't take pleasure in this. I thought the Niners would win the game. I told you as much, and everybody jumped on me for it. But I just think, I think they're better. Um, now that doesn't mean that the Eagles can't win the Super Bowl. Of course they can. Um, I think some of the holes shine pretty bright yesterday. I think the middle of the field. It, it, this was an ideal game for the Niners to attack the middle of the field. When you have McCaffrey, you have Kittle. You have Debo who can run those slants so brilliantly. I mean, that that's what happened, and the Eagles linebackers got really exposed uh, in a big, big way. They didn't tackle well. Um, mm. You know, this was a game where everything was on display. I thought they got outcoached. I thought they got outplayed. They got out everything. And, and the good thing is there's no excuses to hide behind. It's the kind of loss that you have to look in the mirror as a coaching staff and as players and figure out, okay, what went wrong? Um, you know, you – you continue to trail at the half, it's going to bite you. We said that. And they trailed for the fifth straight game at halftime. And when you do that, you, you're on dangerous ground when you're playing good teams. They got they 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 beat Dallas. They beat, they beat KC. They beat Buffalo. But they weren't going to continue to win against good teams. You can beat the Giants. You can beat some of the bad teams, but mm-hmm. not this team. Um, and look, they're good. And, and sometimes you have to own the fact that your, your competitor – Played great. They came into the Eagles' house, backed up all their talk, and put it on them. Plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what what made it so fascinating was how surgical Brock Purdy and uh, that offense was. I mean, it was – it was – they were like technicians working under a hood. They were – they just knew exactly what they were doing. Um, They didn't waste a single play. didn't waste a single moment. They put up 42 points on 57 plays. Yes. Really think about that, you guys. 
They put up 42 points on 57 plays, 456 total yards on 57 plays. Yeah. We have some real problems in Philadelphia on this defensive side of the ball, and we're going to break this down as the show progresses. But three straight weeks, you've given up over 130, 140 rushing yards on the ground. And this, they're leaking oil so bad on that side of the ball. And we knew coming into this game, uh, they were they were behind the eight ball in terms of in terms of health and rest. But again, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses at all. They got the ass what Rob. Yeah, no, they, they, and, they did. And so there were the bad signs to jump the tone because they looked good on the first two drives. The Eagles did, mm-hmm. but they only came away with six points. That was a and, and that can't happen. That's that a bad happen. omen. Yeah, and when that was the case, and then all of a sudden, the Niners got a feel for things and made the adjustments they needed to make on both sides of the ball. And, and then it became a track meet the other way, you know, and the Eagles were, were lapped several times. I mean, so minus six, zero points, first two drives, as you mentioned, 47 plays after that 449, 9.6 average and six touchdowns. So they made the adjustments. Their players play better. The Eagles tackling was horrendous. And like we always do on, on the day after the game, we'll go through the offense. We'll go through the defense. Not every nut and bolt of this thing, we're going through it. But right. yeah, I mean, there, there. This was a game where it, for the first time in a long time, I remember thinking to myself, they look outclassed. Like they've lost games. They lost to the Jets, and you, you feel like that should have never happened. You shot yourself in the foot. Whatever. We saw mm-hmm. lost last year, a couple of them without Jalen, but the one with Jalen uh, to Washington, you felt like they shot themselves in the foot. They just did dumb mm-hmm. things and the ball over. You li- you can live with that. You say to yourself, they clean it up. They're going to be fine. This this was a doubt kind of game. I'm not writing the Eagles off by any stretch. They're they're ten and two, but this was a game that that, that puts some some doubt in your mind. And if it didn't, I think you're kidding yourself. No, yeah, um, I think I'm pretty with you on that. This, this was the first game in a long time where I felt to myself, "Whoa, we we're playing two different sports." Yeah, like that 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 was what that was what it felt like. Like I said, this is probably what it felt like to be a Cowboys fan, like uh, you know, several weeks ago when you saw that game. Um, you know, I don't have any you know doubts in the you know in, you know in the in the quarterback and things like that, but you know, there were just there were moments in this game where I thought to myself, "We're playing two different speeds." I'm not sure if you played Madden before, but yes. you know, when you start the game, you have you have the option of um, choosing what difficulty you yeah, want to play on. You want to play on, yeah. and your opponent gets to choose what difficulty they want to play on, right? And then you know, mm-hmm. it's rookie. Pro, all pro, and then it's all Madden, right? Uh-huh. And it looked like it looked like the Philadelphia Eagles chose the harder difficulty, and <laughs> and they, they should have been on beginner. And the Niners was just playing the game on beginner mode, like they were just flying down the field left and right. It just looked like a, it looked like they were playing two different sports. They were moving at two different speeds. Mm-hmm. It looked like it looked like. The, the 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 Eagles were afraid to even put hands and feet on anybody, you know, after those after those first two drives, and you know, on it, this game is a complimentary game, right? Football, offense and defense, and special teams have to work together in order to get to the W, right? There's going to be some days where your defense doesn't show up and your offense has to overcompensate, and vice versa, right? But man, defense didn't. After those first two drives, defense shot they load and this and, and and they just packed up and it was almost like they weren't on the field. Yeah, you know, I, I, it, it really. I, I have real and, concerns about this defense. Right, I have real concerns about this defense. Well, the thing you could hang your hat on was the run defense from up until about the last three four games. You said to yourselves, "Hey, look, 
They do have some secondary issues, but teams can't run. You're going to make them one-dimensional. That's not the case anymore. Um, they've now been been rushed on by the opponent in a big way. Uh, Buffalo took it to them. Uh, KC took it to them. And now San Francisco took it to them. And I know Dallas isn't necessarily what you call a great running team, but still. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, exactly right. Um, I didn't see for the – I was really disappointed – I felt like Brian Johnson and Desai and Nick Sirianni, for that matter, of course, he's first, had no answers for Shanahan. Like, Shanahan was performing surgery on him. Steve Wilkes mm-hmm. was performing surgery. Like, I'll give you a good stat here from Paul Domowicz, who does an awesome job uh, covering the birds. But the Eagles blitz Purdy 11 of 29 pass plays. That's about 38% on Sunday. Mm. Against the blitz, Purdy, 10 of 11, 213 yards, three touchdowns, no sacks. Just gutted you on every. So for blitzed. everybody, like blitz, blitz, blitz. Careful what you wish for, because when they did blitz, Purdy took them apart. And the other thing is, like people have got to stop with this. Purdy's just a game manager thing. Purdy is an excellent quarterback, and, no, and I, you good. can say whatever you want. System, I don't care. You, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to because I don't think Jalen Hurts is a byproduct of just having good talent around. I think he's a, 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 right. an excellent quarterback. I think Purdy is too. Um, he, yeah, he, he it, it gets to a point. It gets to a point where you have to um, start putting respect on yeah. on the young man's name, right? You know, um, I always felt like he was a good quarterback, but I always felt like there are certain things that are working that are working for him. But at the end of the day, all you can do is operate with what you've been given. That's all you can do, right? Yeah. You, we can talk about you know what if he was in this situation, what if he was in that situation. The bottom line is he's in his situation and he's maximizing his situation to the to the best of his ability. And you got to put respect on his name, and you know. In you know, in that regard, um, you know, the fact of the matter is um, Jalen Hurts yesterday, um, the, that offensive line pass blocked for him very well yesterday. Very well, all things considered. Um, run blocking obviously wasn't the best, but pass blocking, um, they did very well, gave him a lot of time back there. And I was just I was really I'm, I'm concerned with I'm concerned with what the coaches are allowing to let happen. And what I mean by that is. There were too many situations where he had north of four seconds to make a decision. Yep. yep. And I don't know. I don't know if he's not trusting what he's seeing. I don't know if I don't know if the route concepts take too long to develop. The Philadelphia, I've been talking about this for the past several weeks. The Philadelphia Eagles have not incorporated the quick game into their passing game. Like too often, it seems like they're relying on Jalen Hurts to make a, an extravagant play. And my thing is that stuff is going to come when it needs to come. You need you need to have orchestrated plays. You need to have you need to have situations where your scheme or whatever play you're calling allows for guys to get open. Did you did you see the windows that Brock Purdy was throwing through? Yeah, like there yeah. was there was always a time, there was always at least three to four yards of distance between the the Niners receiver and the Philadelphia Eagles um, DB, like it, it, or a linebacker. It was insane how big the windows were. So my thing is, what what are the coaches not doing to put? these receivers and the quarterback in the best position possible. I mean, it wasn't like Jalen Hurts turned the ball over. You know, no. it was it was just like it seemed like he it was seemed like it was nothing open after those first two drives. And yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I think nothing was open to him, but I'm not gonna let Jalen off the hook either. Like he had a decent game, but I thought there were there were he held the ball too long a couple of Agreed. times. Agreed. You know, and that's becoming a bit of an issue. And maybe that's because there was great coverage down the field. Sometimes you, you tip your hat to the Niners, but then he's last year away. he got the ball out way quicker. Yeah. No, so he, that begs the question: Is there a problem with what 
the the OC is calling and he's not feeling it? Does he not trust what he's seeing? There there has to be a disconnect there. His anticipation is all the way out of whack. Yeah, it is. And I I think one of the other things we're seeing here is Shane Steichen was awesome at his job. Awesome. 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 This guy's doing a ton with nothing in Indianapolis, and that's not a coincidence. The guy was really good. Now, that's they're missing him. Okay, don't don't lose sight of that. Not you, but everybody. Don't lose sight of I the fact that Steichen was legit. Um, but yeah, I I think there it, plays are too long to develop. Um, I think Jalen could do a better job. I think that I think there's a lot of things going. I I tell you, Tony, I, I'm less concerned. I didn't think there's so much talent on the offensive side of the ball that they can write themselves. But I'm okay. I don't see enough talent on the defense, man. I I. I know they might get Shaq Leonard, but Shaq Leonard was just cut because, you know, he may not be physically there. And we haven't heard any word on if he's going to choose the Eagles or the Cowboys yet. We haven't heard. But their linebackers got so exposed. Like, And I know Zach Cunningham wasn't playing, and that hurt, no doubt. But but still, I mean, Christian Ellis, he should be a special teamer. He's a good special teamer. Yeah, he plays fast. He's aggressive, but he should not be on the field, you know, regularly. Can't recognize passing plays. Nick Morrow probably had his worst game as an Eagle. Uh, mm-hmm. He got torched in the passing game, and his tackling was horrendous yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and that fed right into what the Niners do best too. Like this was a perfect storm for the Eagles' defense. Where your biggest weakness was is where the Niners thrive. They eat in the middle of the field, and you know Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo. They have guys who have the ability to catch it five six yards, break it, get a big one. Look at what Debo did in terms of the, in terms of some of those you know just broken plays where he broke tackles and went crazy. You know, McCaffrey a couple of times. It's like you got to bring these guys down. I, I Far too often, I saw guys just trying to dive and cut rather than wrap up uh, and, and or go too high. Like, that's hard to do in the NFL. These dudes are super strong. You got to get them around the legs, wrap them, and finish them. And they didn't do it. Roby. Roby on Purdy. Like, you got to bring Purdy down, man. Purdy's that, not yeah, McCaffrey that was and Kittle and Debo. That was so, embarrassing. That was terrible, man. And – I, and, look, then, I, and, then, and then penalties in key spots, right? Josh Sweat boneheaded, oh. boneheaded penalties that would have got they would have settled for a field goal because you were lined. It wasn't even like a bang bang situation. You yeah. were lined up in the neutral zone. You know what's starting to really um hold hold true over these past few weeks? There's been a lack of attention to detail. Yes. Um, um on both sides of the ball, right? Yeah. There's been a lack of execution. There's been a lack of attention to detail, and um they've gotten away with it because they've been winning, right? And um and 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 again, um myself included, we've all been drinking the Kool-Aid, right? But the fact of the matter is sometimes sometimes you can put too much sugar in Kool-Aid, and then all of a sudden you realize mm, this ain't good. And, and guess what? Yeah. And guess what? This this exactly this is exactly what that was. Yeah, um I, so look, man, you know, this is this is the kind of game where you gotta eat it. And and this the 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 the, the messed up thing about football is it's not like basketball or the NHL or baseball. You can kind of get over it rather quickly because yeah, more right games are right over. Yeah. yeah, you can get right back at it. No, you got to sit with this for a week. Yeah. We got to sit with this for a week. Can you imagine dealing with this going into a bye week? Good thing it's no not thing. a bye week. Good no. thing they can kind of turn the page. But again, man, um, they have real concerns. Again, like you said something really interesting, right? The fact that the offensive side, okay, how you feel more confident in that side kind of figuring it out to a degree because they're so talented? But the defensive side, look, let's be honest, man. Let's call it what it is. That that back seven, nothing but names. Nothing yeah. but names. I, I, no disrespect. Darius Slade, James Bradbury, Kevin Byard. You know what I mean? Right now, at this point, and look, 
my opinion could change, you know, at any point because, you know, there's still a lot of season left. And once you get into the playoffs, it's pretty much about who executes it on that day. Yeah. Um, but and, and look, the, the the Niners didn't win the NFC Championship last night. They didn't win the Super Bowl last night. It was a it, it was a Grade A ass whooping, yeah. and it hurts really really bad. And we got to wear it for the rest of the week. But life goes on, and there's more many more games to come. And the Eagles are ten and two. But the fact of the matter is, on defense, that back the that back seven, that back four, however you want to describe it, they're just names at this point. Yeah, uh, they're so just names. If, let, if that front line get home. Is 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 a wrap. If the, if the front four is not getting home, Rob, that defense just looks it like bad. a high school level defense. And it's if ridiculous. you're not stopping the run either, which they aren't doing exactly right now. So let, let's stay on that for a minute because th- this annoys me. Um, you shouldn't be worried about outside noise. You should be worried about correcting what went on when you lose forty two to nineteen. So this started on the uh, on on Jacob Sports post game show. Uh, with Seth Joyner, where he, you know, called out the tackling and he called out, you know, some of the play and he went on to, you know, reiterate it this morning on WIP. Um, and he said, uh, Seth did. My job is to be an analyst of the game, Darius Slay. And guess what? You didn't tackle worth a damn yesterday. That's just the truth. Uh, what did I say that it was a lie? The big guy in the sky don't lie. All right. So that that's what that's what Seth said. So Slay responds about half hour ago, somewhere around there. And he says, first of all, it's Slay. And my problem with Buddy, meaning Seth, is that he said we were scared to tackle. Now, I do agree we ain't tackle well as a team. But that scared shit out the door. I I just, like, however you feel, and I get Slay is a very outspoken guy, and it's part of what you like. It's on brand. It's on brand. So, you know. But, like, dude, you just got smoked. Don't be worrying about what Seth Joyner's saying. Worry about, about fixing shit. your worry about fixing your problems, man. Like, come on, don't listen to the outside noise. You you got to You got to stay locked in to what's going on. That bothers From, me. I, no, I, I I actually agree with you a hundred hundred and ten percent. If that's even possible, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, you got smoked. What whether if you weren't scared or not, what did it look like? You know what I'm saying? You looked like you didn't belong there. Right. That 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 was the issue. We don't we don't know your heart. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough, Slay. We do not know your heart. We do not know uh, what goes on in your minds or the day to day or, you know, we don't know what goes into preparation. We have no idea. But the product, the product did not match. Look, we all listen. We all consume a lot of programming every single day. We all buy a lot of we all buy a lot of stuff from stores. And, you know, a lot of us don't really care what goes into the product itself. We just want to make sure the product works. Right. You know, yeah. we buy cars, you know, uh, we buy homes. We don't care what goes into making the damn thing. We want to know, does it work and doesn't fulfill the purpose I needed to fulfill? Yep. And guess what? Although we don't know what went into that product that we saw on Sunday, all we know is the damn thing didn't work. The damn thing didn't look like it belonged out there. It didn't belong on the street. It didn't belong in the sky. It didn't belong on the rails or the gra- whatever you want to describe it. Slay. Y'all look like y'all were ill-prepared. Y'all look like y'all lack a certain uh, a certain tenacity. It's no ifs, ands, buts about it. You got your ass whooped, and we got to wear that. And I'm an Eagles fan, and I hold it down for my city. You know how I give it up, Rob. Yep. We they 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 got their ass whooped. It's, yep. And I, I I know I'm doing a lot more cursing this first segment because I got to get a lot of my energy out because I'm not going to be on later on. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss that. We'll yeah. we'll discuss that later on in the show. But yep. um, Rob, this was embarrassing. This was um, it was surgical. 
they the 49ers are a well-oiled machine. La machina. Uh, it's yeah. it's we got to give credit where credit is due. Eagles were not prepared. They looked like they didn't belong in the NFL last night. Yeah, I I think they're I, I look, again, I'll get back to you, you're a lot of times you're never as good as you look when you win or bad as you look when you lose. Like that th- this was bad. And there's no excuses. There's no nothing. I just hope what it does is it serves as a wake up call. Like I do think they have shortcomings on defense, which we'll get into in a minute, but mm-hmm. um, overall the play wasn't acceptable. They didn't reach the intensity level that their opponent did in their own house while their opponent yapped for the last 10 months and you didn't meet their intensity level for that. You got to look in the mirror. You got to discover why that was the case. Where are you exhausted from this schedule? Maybe. Um, uh, were you thinking that you could get away with some of the stuff you got away with the last couple of weeks? Maybe, you know, maybe you were, uh, do you have to approach this a little bit differently as a player? Yes. Do you have to approach it differently as a coaching staff? Certainly. Because guess what? You know, what's on deck, a team that's on fire right now and a mm-hmm. team that hasn't lost in 14 games at their place and a team that what happened yesterday, tone allowed everybody to smell some blood. They're all saying to themselves, Dude, we're a game out of this. That's what the Lions who won, that's what the Cowboys who won, and that's what the Niners who won all feel now. It's not insurmountable. So they all feel like they're right in it. Dallas looks at this and says, we win. We have the same amount, of same record, and we've split now. Uh, the Niners look at it and say, you know, if they lose one more, we got the head-to-head, and the Lions, you know, we go through the whole scenarios and all that. But now they all feel like they're right in this thing. And you know what? They're right. They're right. Um, they should. The they one thing I would say keep, to keep in mind, the Niners lost three straight at one point. And I know that was without Trent Williams and Debo. I get it. But they lost three straight at one point. So you can look bad and get back on the horse. You can. And I think with the culture of this team, with the ability of, of this team, with some of the leadership of this team, they'll get back on the horse. I don't know that that means mm-hmm. they win this week against Dallas. But this is not a write-off. What you hope is we look back at this game and say, that was a turning point for them, man. They really cleaned a lot of stuff up after the Niners put it on them. That's what you have to hope. That's, uh, yeah, the key word is hope, right? Um, unfortunately, you know, hope is not a strategy. Uh, no. The fact, that, the fact that the matter is um, this roster is not changing on defense especially, right? It's not changing. Um, guys aren't going to all of a sudden just find this deep well of talent um, in the, you know, you know, in, 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 in the toolbox. We're not going to it's not going to be anything drastic. Um, the only thing we really can hope for is better coaching and better execution at this point. You can't like they are who they are. Right. And like I said to you before, it, it, it blows my mind that, you know, you know, one thing that, you know, that Seth and the guys brought up and uh, the, and the ladies, of course, um, that they brought up uh, on the postgame show was Harry Roseman's malpractice at the linebacker position over the past several yep. years. Yep. And we've sort of just let it fall by the wayside because we're like, hey, that's Howie, right? Hey, they're still winning. Hey, he signed A.J. Brown. Oh, he traded for A.J. Brown. Oh, he signed Hassan Reddick. Oh, he drafted Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. And um, he found Jalen Carter a diamond in the rough. Um, you know, there are so many things um, you draft Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. There's so many things that have happened that allowed us to be blinded 
um, by the bright lights. But the fact of the matter is, on the defense side of the ball, your linebacker core has been a liability, and it's still a liability. And it will always be a liability unless you invest some high-quality talent and or assets into the position. It, it's not going to get better. You know, you know what I mean? Again, the only yeah. thing we can hope for is better execution, better coaching, and favorable matchups because the talent is not going to change. Yeah, and I, I think you had the exception last year. Some of it fell into your lap. Guys, you're white. You were able to get him pretty cheap. Uh, TJ Edwards was already here. And, and you, you know, you look at a guy like TJ Edwards, and again, I don't know that he wasn't just hell bent on getting back to Chicago. If he was, you know, what are you going to do? But he didn't make they didn't pay him a ton. They didn't make there, him an offer. McMullen told me they didn't make him an offer. Right. There's so if that's the case, there's no reason that he shouldn't have been here. He wasn't going to cost you a, a lot, and you would have kept stability there. He was very underrated. I think he's not spectacular. He's not, you know, he's not Ray Lewis, but the guy is a very solid linebacker. You know, on that far- bad defense in Chicago, he's still rated highly by by, by pro right. focus. And he's a far cry better than what you have here. You know, and even if even like this is why I can't buy the Zach Cunningham thing. I get they missed him. Zach Cunningham was on the street. You cut Nicholas Morrow. That's how much you thought of him. Mm-hmm. Christian Ellis was was at best going to be a special teamer. Like that's. Mm-hmm. That's who you're counting on, you know, and unfortunately, N'Kobe Dean didn't play that well before he went down and then he went down and he's done for the year. So it doesn't matter. Like we could sit here and what if all we want, you know, that that part's a shame, man. Um, You know, so I, I just I, I don't know. It, it was a it was a disappointing game. And we're not listen. Let's face it. We're not accustomed to this. So when it happens, yeah, that's it's all the more kind of jarring. Right. And, yeah, and we're, yeah. we're, we're not accustomed to lose today. Yeah. Like I said to you, I can't remember the last time they lost like that. Because, like, you know, because you can always blame it on certain things. Okay, well, there's a clear talent gap, right? You can blame it on certain things. Yeah. But, nah, I, 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 it's more than just a talent gap. It's – I don't – the way they did it in Lincoln Financial Field, it's, it's so much more to this loss than what we're talking about because now what they've proven to you is that not only can they whoop your ass, they can, they, you know, they can do it in your home field. Exactly. That yeah, that exactly. that goes a long way in the playoffs. That that tells me it doesn't matter if the Eagles get home field or not. If you play the 49ers in the playoffs, they ain't tripping. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the Eagles have a lot of um it has to be a quick turnaround. Um they have to turn their focus to the Dallas Cowboys, but this is the kind of thing that can either make you or break you. I agree. I agree. All right, let, let's uh let's dig into it. Defense, offense, some really weird stuff uh that went and on Big Dom gets tossed. Like, I did not think we'd be saying that on Monday. Right. That was strange. So let, let's go into all of it. I, some Why some guys were out on the field when this game was an absolute blowout and, and you're risking injury, I don't get. Uh, there was a punt I didn't like. There's a lot of things. So let, let's dig into all of it when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Monday. All right. Good way to, to drown your sorrows is in some Bravo pizza of Havertown. Yes. Yeah, been going there since I was a kid. They've been family owned since 1985. Just absolutely spectacular food and variety. They have 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I get the upside down. That's my favorite. Uh, but they have specialized pizza your way. So you call up, say, I want the, uh, the pineapple and uh, pepperoni. All right. Boom. You got it. And they don't just do pizza. They have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads, you name it. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. 
They have fundraisers for charity schools, little leagues where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo pizza of at the Bravo pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa shopping center in Havertown, Pennsylvania, 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa shopping center in Havertown. Give them a call. 610-446-3810-610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
GLES Eagles. Back sports take. Rob Ellistone to Shields on this Monday, recapping the Eagles' forty-two to nineteen loss to the 49ers. All right. So a um, couple things here, Tone. The the touchdowns on six consecutive drives, the last time that happened to the Eagles was 1966 against the Cowboys. Mm. So we're going back some serious time here um, since that happened. So that that's kind of where you start here. First two drives, they were minus six. And then the Cowboys scored on every ensuing drive until they decided to take a knee um at the end of the game you think about that that's from 14 11 in the second quarter until 5 19 left in the fourth quarter they reeled off touchdowns of 85 90 75 77 75 and 48 yards 49 points in 39 minutes uh reuben frank uh during that stretch 49ers outgained the eagles 452 to 153 that 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 is being manhandled that's being owned see that's the thing there, I think there is a talent disparity on defense between the Eagles and the Niners. Oh, yeah, but yeah. The disparity especially is, at linebacker, especially at linebacker. No, agreed. No but question. the talent disparity is not that great that, that as a team, you should get destroyed like that. Like that that was right. um, just really horrendous all around. I, I, I think the Eagles are a pretty accountable team. I do. I, I, think, I think Nick Sirianni is a self-reflector. I think he looks in the mirror. And I think his team follows suit. I know Jalen Hurts is like that. I know Brandon Graham is like that. Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Kelsey, blah, blah, blah. I know those guys are like that. So I truly believe that this week will be about looking in the mirror and understanding they didn't, not only did they not execute, they didn't show up with the intensity level they had to, and they didn't, Mm. they weren't prepared properly by Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff. This was across the board letdown every way. Yeah, the first two drives, right, you thought that, okay, this defense is flying around. Um, But when you really dissected the key difference between those first two drives for the defense um, and the rest of the game is the pass rush wasn't able to get home anymore or the pass rush stopped being uh, as effective as it was before. And another key thing about it was uh, the Eagles – um, on on defense, those first two drives, they were winning on first down. They were forcing loss of yards and all that kind of stuff. And the moment that stopped, the moment the Niners figured out what they wanted to do and they started winning first down, it was curtains. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a point in that game where after that, there wasn't a point in the game where they were beyond third and five. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they, they were always in prime real estate to uh, get the first down. And a team like the 49ers, that's that's exactly where they want to be. You know, the, the 49ers, they want to run the ball. They want to get their running game involved. They want to make sure they put Brock Purdy in the best position possible to convert third downs. Um, they don't want Brock Purdy throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. Uh, they know who their quarterback is, and they understand in order for them to be as successful, um, they need to be in third and manageable. But that goes for any team, right? Philadelphia right. Eagles, offensively, they were, they were in constant – Third and long throughout yeah. the entire game, yep. and they they, it was, they were completely incapable of winning first down. Too often you're seeing second and nine, second and eight, second and eleven, second and thirteen. It was just it was just they the Eagles have real problems on first down, and outside of those first two drives on offense, it was almost like the coaches shot they load. You know what I mean? Um, 
what what were you seeing um defensively um, from the Philadelphia Eagles you know that, that why because again those first two those first two instances for the defense seemed like they had something going and then all of a sudden just it just disappeared yeah um so I saw a lot of different things on defense uh, I I saw a team that continued to struggle with anything that's quick hitting uh that's been an issue all year I saw a team that's really starting to trend in the wrong way in against the the run game because when McCaffrey needed to get some yards, he got yards every single time. It was a lot mm-hmm. of like second and short, third and short. Like I, I'll tell you the biggest issue this defense has, they don't take the ball away much, but the bigger issue that they have is they are terrible in third down. So yesterday terrible. the Niners were eight for 11 in third down, which is 73%, and they were one for one on fourth down. So this has been going on with this team all year. This didn't just start last night. You you mm-hmm. won in spite of it against really good teams. But that is coaches are going to tell you about turnovers. Are going to tell you about third down. They're, they're like they're that's the first thing they point to. And the Eagles haven't been good at either one, but they're horrendous on third down defensively. And it's funny they're the opposite on third down offensively. Although they were okay yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a huge issue, man. Is I I, I think it's third down. And again. When they tried the blitz, Purdy picked them apart. When they didn't blitz, he was fine. Like, Tone, this was, uh, uh, you know, I mean, on so many levels, they averaged eight yards per play. Mm. Like, think about that. You're averaging, Video game numbers. You're always in second and short, third and short, or you're getting a first down on the very next play. Eight yards per play. That's gashed. That's straight gashed is what that is. Yeah. Uh, I would love to pick someone's brain um, about – you know, a defense can be so good on first down, second down. All of a sudden, third down, they just turn into pumpkins. What is that about? What is that? Is it because the, the the opposing team is figuring out what you're trying to do? Is it a lack of execution? Is it uh, the, the the players falling back on their laurels, thinking that okay, it's just automatic at that point? Uh, you know what, what I think it what, is. What no. is it? Why are they so bad on third down? Is it the third down play calling in particular? Like what? Like it seems like they're never in the best position. On third down. Yeah. I I, 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 I don't understand it. Right. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't have an exact answer for you, but I think a couple of things. One, when you're blocking it up a little bit more to give your, your quarterback time, like you pointed out a little bit earlier, if the Eagles aren't getting home, the, the secondaries and the linebackers are simply not capable of covering well enough. So if you have it blocked up and you're letting your quarterback, you know, throw clean, Teams are having great success against you. Um, so that's a problem. I think what you're seeing here is bad linebacker play, a secondary that's getting older in spot. I mean, think about it. You're 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 over 30 at both your starting corners. Actually, is Roby third? Roby's over 32, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So all three corners are over 30. Byard's over 30. The only one who who isn't is Blankenship. You know, and Blankenship, right. he's he's at a point in his career in development where he's he's all over the place. He'll get burned. Then he makes a play. I'll give him this. He's one of the few guys who really wants to, it will hit you. Uh, yeah, he's not yeah. He to, he's fearless. He he yeah. he he's out of all those guys. He wants to he wants to lay yeah you know lay the wood for sure. So, but but regardless, it, it's becoming more and more of an issue. And now I keep harping on this, but now that you can't stop the run either, it's like what man, are you double way? What are you at this point? Yeah, like if you I don't can't know what stop their personalities because you know we talked about this right last year. Um, they were able to stop the pass. To a degree, I mean, they were ranked what top five, top three in pass defense, but some I don't know for some reason it still didn't look like it. But nonetheless, um, 
statistically they were ranked top three in pass defense. This year, you're bottom of the league, and on top of that, now you're struggling to stop the run over the past three weeks. This this defense is giving up an average of 162 rushing yards per game. Per game over the past three weeks. That goes against uh, – there was a point in the season where they were only giving up about 60 yards per game rushing. Right now, that's jumped all the way to 90. And at yeah. this rate, it's only going to get into the 100. So, um, they were number one by far. Nobody was close to them, right? Nobody was close to them. Um, yep. Now Chicago, now Chicago's in the lead with 79. San Fran is 79 yards per game. Jacksonville, 87. New England, 88. And the Eagles are ranked fifth in 90. But in my opinion, that stat is a misnomer or it's misleading because, look, you can have averages for the rest of the season. But what have you done? I like to pay attention to the, what you did the past three games more so you did the whole season because teams evolve from week one all the way to week 13. Who you were in week one is not the same team you're going to be in week 13. Yeah. So, um, I, I much I much rather pay attention to the last three game um, trends and the Philadelphia Eagles right now in the last three games they're ranked in the bottom four of the league they're ranked they're ranked 29th, 20 uh, let me see this 32 31 30 they're ranked 29th in the NFL in the, over the past three games in rushing yards allowed they've no, been they one of the up. worst teams yeah uh, buck sixty eight buck buck seventy three buck thirty six in the last three games on the ground. That's what they've given up. So it's not like – I wish you could just say, hey, it's the pass defense, man. Run defense keeps keeps keeping them in games or whatever, or vice versa. It's not. It's both. Um, and, again, I'll, I'll I'll pull this out of uh, from Ruben Frank's story today for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Over the last five games, the Eagles have allowed, have allowed over 1,500 yards and 15 passing touchdowns. That's the first time that that, that has ever happened in franchise history. The, the average so, opposing you listen to this the average opposing quarterback during that stretch has gone 28 for 43 306 yards with a, with half an interception and a 103.9 passer rating that's the average but the the, the total is over 1515 passing yards they're, they're they're a bad defense now they're historically bad yeah like this is over just, the past three games yeah they're they're trending and uh, granted they play Kansas City, but Kansas City's defense or offense is not what it was. Kansas City's offense, you, you, if anybody watched them last night, they're not what they were, man. It, this is not last year's Kansas City. But anyway, it's right, Kansas right. City, Buffalo, and and the Niners who, who have taken them you know, apart during that stretch. But KC is not as good. Like I'm trying to find where KC ranks um, offensively. KC, KC is, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th. In scoring, so which is fine, but it's not special. So it's nowhere near. It's nowhere near where they're used to being. No, last night they only put up 19 points on the Packers. Exactly. And exactly. then against us, they only put up 17 points. So their offense clearly isn't what it used to be. Patrick Mahomes can only do but so much with what he's been given. But the fact of the matter is, this Philadelphia Eagles defense, man, they have real problems. Real problems that aren't going to be solved overnight. And um, you, by the way, Tony, do you know who's the number one scoring team in football? The Niners, Cowboys, who they play next. Oh yeah, that's right. The Cowboys, yeah, the Cowboys, thirty-two point three points per game, forty points a game on, like you know those. Yeah, so yeah, they they, they have real issues, man. And Dak is playing is Dak is playing better than he's everyone everyone's saying he's playing better than he's ever had before, yeah. um, statistically speaking. And you got to give credit where creditors do in that regard. Look, man, um, this this is not going to get easier. This is not going to get easier, man. Then once the playoffs come again, 
Um, the playoffs is an entirely different atmosphere. Um, you know, so again, um, we can rip this team all we want today, and we're going to do it for the rest of the week because this is all we have to this is all we have to uh, stand on right now. But eventually, um, the playoffs are going to come, and they're going to get in. But can they get the number one seed? That's the biggest concern now because. Um, you had you had you had about two games breathing room against everybody. Now there's only one game, and you got the Cowboys next. This can get the this can get spooky really really fast. So you so at this point, um, you borderline don't even control your own destiny destiny anymore. They still do technically, numerically they still control their own destiny, but they lose that Cowboys game. They don't. Now they got to hope for the, the the Niners or the Cowboys to slip, and then you still got to travel to uh, Seattle beat them. And then you got the Giants, Cardinals, and Giants, um, which should be layups, should be layups. But um, the way this defense is playing, man, um, I don't know if anything's going to be a layup at this point. Yeah, you can't go any, into any game thinking it's a layup. You know, the thing is, too, about the the right about those last three, the Giants are bad, no doubt. Um, the one thing about the Cardinals is, not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, they play everybody close. Mm-hmm. They do. They sure do. Um and they you got know, Colin Murray and, back. And Murray back presents its own set of challenges here. He's so, mobile too. Yeah, I, I think the do I think the Eagles will, will win? Yes, I do. But do I think it's the cupcake that maybe we've and me too have made it out to be? I don't know that it is, but but that's look, you worry about that. You get you still got to get through Dallas and Seattle before we start mm-hmm. worrying about that. Um, but just you look at some of these numbers, Tone. They allowed 146 on the ground. McCaffrey did what he does, 17 for 93. That's five and a half yards per carry. He caught three for 40, and he scores like he always does. Mm-hmm. Purdy, 19 of 27, 314 yards, 11.6 average, four touchdowns, no picks, a 148.8 passer rating. That's after a slow start for two series. That boy's good. He that boy's is good. good, man. He's good. You know, He's good. And, and, and then you go to Debo. Debo, uh, you know, Bradbury's trash and all the talking he did. Four catches, 116 yards. That comes to a 29 average. And I would love, and I am, I'm sure somebody's dug it up, and I'll see if I can find it. How many yards after the catch Debo had? Oh, my God. I can, tackles. I could probably tell you that. It, it is unbelievable that it was just men against boys with him just throwing guys off of him in the secondary, man. I mean, it was it was just unbelievable, and it wasn't just Debo. It was Debo, it was Ayuk, it was the running backs, you know, McCaffrey, etc. Just breaking poor tackles, and I get it; they're good, they're good. This isn't just the Eagles were terrible. It, that's part of it, and they're good. So I'm not taking anything away from them, but my God, man, I mean, this was just domination. Hmm. Let me see if I can find those Jaguars because. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, man. Debo Samuel, he backed up, he backed up everything that he meant. He meant what he said, and he came back with a vengeance. Yeah, got to yeah. get credit where credit is due, man. Right, while you it's look just, that up, so I'll, I'll give, I'll throw a couple other things at you while you while you we search for that. Um, mm-hmm. Mention the six touchdown drives. Now they they came in a variety of different ways. You're going to see 85, 90, 75, 77, 75, and 48 and think they were these just long, methodical drives. Some of them were. Some of them were were long drives. But others were poor tackling, big chunks of yards, which allowed you to go down the field quickly, even though you didn't have ideal field position. You know, and if you take away – we keep harping on this, but if you keep – if you take away the first two drives of the game, you know, it felt like the Niners – 
always had the ball. It doesn't necessarily look at like that in the, with the time of possession, but that is the way it felt just, just watching. And you already All had right. an Eagles defense that was tired going into the game because they played an overtime game the week before the last thing you need is for them to be on the field. Again, the time of possession, the Eagles had the ball longer than the 49ers because these long drives went pretty quickly. Listen, so listen to this, bad. man. Yeah. He had a hundred and okay. So, so he had, um, yards after the catch. Yeah. He had 116 yak yards. Okay, so that that's what he had receiving. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I should have said point after contact. I would be curious. I don't okay. know if you can find y- that. Yards. But, but, y- 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 let me see. Yeah, yards after contact. So yeah, yeah, right. you know, yak in that sense. But I don't know that that was. All right. Well, okay. See, think See, it gets it gets interesting because they only they only talk about yards at the contact in the running game. They don't really show it in the receiving game. Let okay. me see. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. How about how about McCaffrey rushes after uh, contact? Does it do, can, is that there too? Because he, oh, there yeah, were quite oh, a few. Oh, I can find that. Um, now, I, I know I can find that. Okay, I, I thought um, ultimately it was um. Look, man, <laughs> no matter how we slice this thing, man, it was just it was it was just, it was all it was all time bad. It let was, me give uh, you one it, more too. One more, just yeah, on yep. this. They've allowed thirteen touchdown passes on third down. That's the worst in the league. That's that's an unbelievably bad stat. Thirteen touchdown passes on third down this season through twelve games. So that's more than a touchdown per game uh, on third down. Just third down. Um, okay, that's re- it, re- really quickly. Uh, yeah. Um, for Christian McCaffrey, I think I, I think it's more telling. I think it's more telling. Um, so you know what I think? I think I think they're still compiling these stats because could be um, the game was just yesterday. So I so what, what I'm noticing is. Um, for both Debo and him, some of the stats are just missing. Okay. So I don't think they've updated it quite yet. But nonetheless, though, um, I think we can all agree that a lot of those guys, like there were moments where Debo went untouched. Oh, untouched, hundred percent. There were moments. There, there were moments where Christian McCaffrey. There was one run Christian McCaffrey had where he was just. It was almost like he was juking midair. Like I'm yeah. like I'm like yo, this dude is crazy. Like how, yeah. like how how is this, this guy was made in the lab? Like you know, yeah. again, man. Um. You know they had they had real concerns on the defense side of the ball, and um, I know we're talking a lot of defense right now, and we're, and we're going to talk. We're about getting the defense. offense next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the next segment, um, so I definitely want to. They're not getting off the hook, by the way. I'm not. Uh, oh them. no, not at all, not at all. Um, I I, I have some choice words, uh, yeah. you know, for Brian Johnson, Nick Sirianni in this offense, man. Um, you know, I'm looking at Sean Desai as a guy who has been trying to do the best he can with what he's been given. But there were just certain situations I thought to myself, what are we doing out here? What are we trying to accomplish? Um, Again, we talked about it earlier. If the pass rush is ineffective, everybody else looks like they're JV guys. Yes. Yes. Howie Roseman is going to have a hell of a job to fix this defense in the offseason because it's not, again, it's not going to change. It's not going to, like, this defense as we know it, from a talent perspective, you guys, is not going to change. So get used to it. Mm-hmm. The only thing we can hope for is better execution and favorable matchups. That's the only thing. That's the only thing you can hope for at this point because Darius Slay is not going to get any faster. James Bradbury is not going to get any faster. Kevin Byer is not going to get any faster. You know, none of, none, none of that stuff is going to change. So, you know, we just have to uh, believe that uh, they can find a way to right the ship and execution can be um, – you know, can be laid out better.
But this defensive line, man, I think they're running on. I think they're running on fumes, man. I think you're right. Um, I think you're right, and it's troubling because you you know you're not other than Fletcher. Well, Fletcher and BG, you're you're not particularly old there. I mean, Carter Davis, the you know, are they hitting like rookie-ish walls? Even though Davis is in his second year, I don't know. Um, I I also think you you played now what three games and was it thirteen days? Whatever you you played a lot of football lately, and your opponents. And unfortunately, the same thing applies this week with Dallas. The Niners are coming off ten days, and the Cowboys are going to come in off ten days rest. So you you're you're just going to suck it up, man. You really are. You're just going to have to deal with it. Um, the, they have allowed 27 passing touchdowns uh, this year, Tone. That's the second most. The only team that's allowed more are the commanders. So they're in They're in some unsavory company, <laughs> uh, to say the least, um, with, with what's been going on defensively. Like, re- I don't know that people realize. I think because they've been winning the last couple of weeks. but it's Winning trending. is a great deodorant. It's yeah, a it's great deodorant. really bad. It is. It is, man. Um, no, he didn't just say that. Steve-O. 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 Thank you for donating to the channel. We're so grateful for you, buddy. Thank you for um taking some money out of the piggy bank and, you know, showing love to us. We're grateful for you, buddy. Don't get it twisted. We're grateful for you, buddy. But uh, they were holding back. I think... Nope. Nobody was I think back. the I think the Niners were holding back. They could have they could have they could have ran it up. Mm-hmm. Remember, they bitch Purdy like in the last five minutes, and then they put in uh what is it um Sam Darnold. So yeah. uh <laughs> I don't know if you try to be sarcastic, but I, I pray to God you're trying to be funny <laughs> because yeah. my God that was bad. That was bad. And that like yeah it's they they weren't holding. I I, I wish that were the case, um but no they weren't. Trust me they weren't. They it, it was just that kind of day. Sometimes you just have to admit it. Sometimes it's just hey, listen, they got killed. There's no excuses. It is what it is. I, I believe I believe green as much as they as much as they come. You know, I'm I, Rob. You know how I give it up. Yeah, I'm an Eagles yeah. fan. You know, yeah. you and I, you and I, we grew up in this city. Yeah. So 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 we really lived this and breathed this. No doubt. Um, that that was truly hard to watch yesterday. Good it was watch. so bad. I was like, you know what? Let me throw a load in the laundry. I'm not watching. Like, yeah, I, I just start like doing other things while the game was on. You know what I mean? I start cooking yeah. dinner a little bit. You know, I start putting stuff in the laundry. I start uh-huh. preparing. You know, I, I start preparing for my little trip. You know, um, last. You know, it's um, I, <laughs> I've I've never been so disinterested in the game before in my life. Like it was just it, it was, was hard just, to watch. It it, it, it it was hard to watch because it was all it was almost like watching somebody get a swirly. And, and 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 they and they just couldn't. They were gasping for air. Help! 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 Yeah. And no one was helping. Ima- nope. Imagine getting a swirly in front of the world, Oof. and no one can help you. It was no tough. one. Tough just imagine that being in being in a, imagine being in a stadium, and there's one toilet in the middle of the logo, and there's a bully just giving you a swirly in front of sixty thousand people. Oh, imagine geez. that. That's what it looked like. It did feel like that. Yeah, it did. All right, let's uh, let's dig into the offensive side of this because, we, yeah, we have hammered the defense, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. The, the offense gets it next. So we will dig into that and and the shortcomings there and what needs to be fixed when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Jim Murray, Principal Financial Group, because uh, I could tell you from personal experience that it was a challenge to find the right person to invest my hard-earned savings with, and I found Jim Murray in Principal Financial Group, and I don't want you to go through what I went through, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. 
that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. And, and let's face it, you may not be a financial expert. I'm not, certainly. Uh, therefore, there's a lot of things that I don't understand that I have questions about. And whenever I reach out to Jim, he's always there. He's always available on call to answer my questions. Or if I drop him an email, he gets right back to me. It's, it's one of the great things about Jim. You can give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you could email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're hanging in there. We're getting through it together, baby. 
Tough loss. Tough loss. All right, let's look at the offense here, Tone. 42 to 19. The 19 points are nine points below what their season average was coming in. Mm-hmm. All right, here, I'm going to start with the running game or the lack thereof. So the Eagles ran for 46 yards. Okay. They only attempted 18. Now, if you think about the 18 in the game, basically, I would say of the 18, and tell me if you disagree, about six of these were Jalen scrambles. You know, I, I, they, they have him for seven carries. Maybe six were scrambles, maybe five. So you knock that, let's let's say five. Yeah, let's I only seen it. one design run. So uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I only seen one design run. So he probably scrambled the rest. So you're talking about around like 13 attempts here. Um, that's not trying. And you you were down 14 to six at the half. You weren't getting killed at the half, even though it felt like you were. So the notion that, hey, they didn't run because they were down big early. No, they weren't it's, actually. It's um, so I don't get it. They averaged 2.6 yards per attempt. DeAndre Swift, who had been rejuvenated since the bye week, who looked you know back to his early season form, six rushing attempts. For 13 yards, two catches, seven yards. So you get him eight touches in the game? How is that part of the game plan? I don't get it. They have a real problem um, with game planning. I don't care what anyone says. I I, 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 I really don't. Um, there's no way you throw the ball 48 times and you run the ball 18 total times. You take away Jalen's, that's 11 attempts. You take away Mariota's, that makes it nine attempts. You ran the ball nine times with your running backs. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the running game couldn't get going. You only ran it nine times. Once again, nine times. Your longest run of the day came by way of Jalen Hurts. Your second longest run of the day came by way of Marcus Mariota. But we're but but we're talking about, oh yeah, the running, you know, the running game struggles. You know, they don't have any running backs. You're not even giving them a chance to get going. You're not. Look, like. This is the this is this is this is so beyond me, right? Like you, we we talk all the time about how this Eagles team is so much better when they're balanced, right? Um, and you know they went into the Cowboys game playing a balanced attack. They went into uh, the, the the Chiefs game with a balanced attack, um, and then you know in, in in that Bills game, different story. You got you got down in the fourth quarter. You had to kind of throw the ball, so I understand it. But you still incorporated the run game, you know, in your comeback and somehow some way. Mm-hmm. This was the most imbalanced game I've seen them run all year long. This this rivals this rivals the Jets game in terms of imbalance. And I was watching that first half, and I'm thinking to myself, why are we throwing the ball so much? But the fact that they were converting third downs on the first couple of drives, I'm okay, all right, I guess I can live with it. But the fact of the matter is, you ran the ball nine times with your running back, and we're talking about well, well, well they couldn't get going. That's bull crap. You know, some people say, well, you know, DeAndre Swift isn't Christian McCaffrey. That's not the point. Yeah. The fact of the matter is DeAndre Swift is a is a is a serviceable running back. You give him the ball and, 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 and you see what happens. Give him the ball in creative spots. Be creative with your running game. Too often they were trying to just run it straight up. Do some jet sweeps. Get creative. Get to, to get your running game going. There is no creativity with the running game right now. And then we and then we question why Jalen Hurts looked look the way he looks. We're questioning why the offense looked the way it looks as a whole. At the end of the day, 
as much as I love Jalen Hurts, he's much better when the, he's much better in a balanced attack. He's much better when he's throwing the ball around 30 times a game, 32, 33 times a game, and you're running the ball about 28 times, 25 times a game. That's where he's at his best. When you tell him to, when you tell him to throw the ball 48 times a game, that's a recipe for disaster against any opponent. That's not his style of play. They're trying to force feed us Jalen Hurts as this pocket quarterback. And I'm, I'm not saying he can't throw from the pocket, but you're taking away you're, you're, you're taking away this offensive superpower when you're trying to lean so heavily on the pass game. It's it's I don't get it, Rob. Like I, 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 look, I look at the Niners, they ran the ball 28 times, they passed it 27 times. Yeah. Stay committed to it. I mean, they stay committed to it. And get again. To it. Like you pointed out, they have McCaffrey. I get it. He, he He's a special player. I understood. But we know how effective DeAndre Swift can be in this offense when you're letting him be in this offense, not just when, giving you're, when you're intentional. You can tell Correct. whether or not – because you know what happens? They say, oh, well, you know, the running game didn't get going. Well, they weren't intentional about it. When you mm -hmm. go into a game and say, okay, we want to get our running game involved, you're going to do everything possible to make sure it works. You're going to scheme for it. You know, you're going to be more creative. You're going to do your best to get the ball in his hands. When you're just running it just for the sake of running it, how can how can guys really get, get going in that? How? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So uh, no running game, no attempt at running game. Going into the game, there were 12 for 12 red zone touchdowns. And then the first two series, they end up kicking field goals. Very bad sign where, where this game was headed after that mm -hmm. because it changed everything. It did. It changed every the total. If you go into if you go into halftime with the instead of going down 14-6 in halftime, if you go into halftime 14-14, it's a completely yeah. different game. It, the it complexion is, of it is. it is different. Um, the momentum is different. Your team, like it, it, you when I saw them go down the field on both drives, because they could have really they could have really put their foot on their necks a little bit. Because if you're if you got them down 14-0, that changes how they approach as well. So now yeah. you're forcing them to kind of maybe pass the ball more. Maybe they got to play catch up, whatever it may be. But when I saw them go drive down the field and they left, and they left eight points on the board, only putting up six points, leaving leaving eight uh, leaving eight points on the board, I'm like, wow, I don't I, I don't see this going in the direction we wanted to go because all San Fran has to do is go down and score a touchdown, they got the lead. Mm -hmm. You wasted two possessions worth of plays, and they got one off, and they got the lead. You shot your load. You show you showed your hand, and you couldn't and you couldn't get nothing for the sake of it. It was terrible. Yeah, and and the options beyond Swift. I mean, Gainwell and and Boston Scott. They're just you gave Gainwell you gave Gainwell the ball twice, and Boston Scott the ball once. I can't even, I can't I can't even crap on them. You get like I, I, it'd be different if they had like eight attempts and they had no yard. I'm like, okay, all right, they're backups. You're only going to get so many opportunities, but you gave Gainwell two attempts. Boston Scott won, and you gave DeAndre Swift what six attempts, and we're expecting them to just hey, if you don't if you don't break off a ten yard gain, I'm not giving you the ball again. It's not how it's not how it works, man. It's not how it works. Sometimes yeah. you gotta sometimes you gotta keep just chopping, chopping three yards there, four yards there, two yards, then all of a sudden you get your 15 yarder. You gotta get it going, man. The running game is a momentum thing, and. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's just not right, dog. It's not right, and I have a problem with, I have a problem with um, the route, um, the route concepts that they have um, with, with these receivers. I feel like it takes so long for some of these routes to develop. I'm not seeing enough things in a quick game. I'm not seeing enough crossers. I'm not seeing enough drag routes. I'm not seeing enough quick slants. Um, it's, it literally seems like they're saying, okay, you guys run a bunch of intermediate and deep routes, and um, someone's going to get open because Jalen's a playmaker. 
why, why, why don't you establish a rhythm first, get him going, get him confident, all those, all those kind of things. And all of a sudden, you 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 break one over the top. It I, seems I, like this. It seems like this coaches all they care about is, is explosive plays. And sometimes you got to nickel and dime your way down the field before you get the explosive play. You got to be patient. There's no patience in this offense in this offensive identity whatsoever. They want to put points up fast, and then they want to try to put you away in the run game. And my thing is, you have to be patient. Sometimes every game you can't just go in thinking, "Hey, we're going to just air it out and hope for the best." It's not. It's it's, it's, it's flawed thinking. You know, mm-hmm. I was telling my wife this yesterday, Rob. I said, for me personally, I don't care how. I don't care where the game ever goes. I don't care how. High flying these leagues become with all the passing games. Me personally, I feel like it's a it should be a general rule of thumb. Your first play of the game or your first play of the drive has to be should be a running play. Yeah. For me. That's a that's a general rule of thumb for me. I don't care if I'm playing Madden. I don't care. And I know that sounds crazy, but like it, it, if if I'm a coach, I feel like the first play I call on any given drive should be a running play. Or at least on first down should be a running play because I need to know what I, I need to know what I'm working with first. I yeah. need to I need to know if I can get some yards first. You know what I mean? Why well, put the ball in the more turnover-worthy situation on first down or risk an incompletion? Now I'm second and ten. Where if I run the ball at, at the worst, I can be what second and seven, second and eight. At least I got some yards out of it. But when you pass the ball on first down, you run the risk of going second and ten. Now you're behind the eight ball. You know, and too often this team is trying to, to come out the gate throwing the ball all across the yard. First three mm-hmm. plays, passing plays, like uh, in the last game, and then I think um. Yesterday, what was it? It was a pass, run, pass. I can't remember what it was, but it was yeah. just like, come on, man. We, we, we this, this game is not that complicated, but they make it seem like it is. Yeah, I, I just think you know they're they made themselves one dimensional against a team that can really and, and the Eagles did a pretty decent job, prote- an okay job protecting. Like Lane did a good job on Bosa. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that. Again, I get back. I think Jalen was up and down. Like he had some really nice plays, and then there were plays where I thought he got a little jittery in the pocket. Uh, you know, he was trying to buy time a couple of times when it should have been thrown away. The one he had, it was unlucky. He just tripped, and that was tough because they lost like thirteen yards on the maybe more. I can't remember how much it was, but it was all in all, there was just no rhythm whatsoever. And and I get like one thing feeds off another. Your defense isn't getting stops. Your offense is, is, is three and done. And then it snowballs, man. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, Jesus, you look up and they've, they put up five straight touchdowns and you're like, Oh, you know, this thing's over, but it was not good. It there was, was a moment. Good. There was a moment where, um, uh, what's, what's my guy name? Um, the commentator, Jeez, Greg Olson. Yeah, with Eric Burkhardt um, and Greg Olson. The there was game. a moment where Greg Olson was like, yo, there's no one open. Kevin Burkhardt. <laughs> yeah, there no, that, well, that's one of the reasons you're holding the ball forever is because nobody can get open. This is where AJ and AJ Brown and Devontae, AJ was eight for a buck 14. Devontae was nine for 96. I'm not going to kill them. This is where you need a third receiver. You don't have a third receiver. It's mm-hmm. where you need a tight end. Unfortunately, they're, there's no backup tight end. They're missing Goddard. Yeah. Do you, do you know that uh, yesterday, Albert O got targeted once. They didn't target Stoll once or Calcaterra once. You had one target to your tight ends. Here's they're not the even trying thing. to get them involved. See, my thing is, bro, you know what I like about, you, you know what I like about certain, certain coaches? Even though they may be deficient at a certain position, they still believe in throwing the ball there because you got to keep other teams honest, mm-hmm. right? If the Eagles are missing a certain player at a position, they're just going to completely eliminate the position altogether. They're just going to completely—they're they're just going to completely go away from it. 
I know some some people say, well, you know, you go where the money is, and I I don't believe in that wholeheartedly. Well, like, listen, listen, you pay guys, you you pay guys, but you pay them based off of what they've done and upside, right? And once they get paid, I don't give a damn what you get paid. The offense is the offense. If we're gonna and, and, and any given Sunday determines a different set of circumstances and requirements. I'm gonna do what's best for the team that day, not based on what the guy's getting paid. So for me personally, even if I'm missing Dallas Goddard, I'm gonna find a way to get Jack Stoll involved in the game because it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna keep my offense still relatively balanced in what I want to do. I don't care what a guy's getting paid, I don't care where he was drafted. If you're on that field. Be prepared for the ball to come your way because we're going to draw some stuff up to get to keep the offense well to keep the defense honest. Because of what the Eagles do, the, the Niners were able to key in on AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, and they still put up numbers, but they still made it hard for them to get those numbers. It was a struggle for them to get those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, they keyed in on those guys, and no one else was a part of the passing game at all in any way. No. Um, you cannot just eliminate your tight end position because Dallas Goddard is not there. I don't believe in that. If, if he's on the field, you find a way to get him involved. I don't care if it's for a five-yard catch or a seven-yard catch there or a 10. You find a way to get him involved so it forces the defense to give another – it forces the defense to pay attention to another body. It's just that simple for me. Yeah, and if if if, the, if losing Dallas Goddard takes you to this extreme, you need to do a better job with your backup tight ends, you know. Um and this is why it's going to be interesting to see if they go after Ertz and or Leonard. Uh, and we, we haven't heard anything on either one of them. But let me let me get, give you this one again, Paul John, which good stat. You know, the Eagles didn't complete a ball uh, more than 20 yards yesterday in the air. They traveled in the air. In other words, you know, there could have been a run after catch, but they didn't throw one that went more than 20 that was completed. So yesterday they were 0 for 3, 20 plus yards. They were 10 of 19. Um uh, you know, under that, it's just crazy to me. Like it's it's seven, seven throwaways uh, yesterday. So they weren't getting open. The Niners secondary did a really good job on these guys, you know, mm-hmm. just, just all, especially all, in the all red zone. Told. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm telling you, man, if you could figure it out financially, I'm getting Ertz and I'm grabbing Leonard. I, I you know, you, you got to try and go for it now. You don't know what next year looks like. Mm-hmm. Get him in here. All right. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And both those guys, well, um, Ertz is the old dog, but Leonard is the beat-up dog. And yeah. it's almost, you know, you got to ask yourself, you know, what, what more can they provide um, outside of outside of their you know expertise? What more can they provide physically? Yeah. And um, that's the, that's the bigger question. And um, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm I'm struggling with this coaching staff, man. Um, this team is too talented for this offense to you know to look this pedestrian. Um. I understand DeAndre Swift and Kenny Gale and Boston Scott. They're not, they're not the best running backs by any stretch of the imagination. But man, if you're creative, you can get anybody. You can put anybody in position if you're creative. You know, we 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 see it all the time. Like Elijah Mitchell, he's a solid running back, but he's not the best. But Kyle Shanahan finds a way to get him the ball and you know put him in situations where he can be successful. Right. Um, again, what's missing on this offense side of the ball is creativity. There's no creativity, and Shane Steichen provided that last year. And um, Brian Johnson, he's always been hanging on by a thread with me, uh, still is. Um, but by but come season end, um, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that thread will be cut because um, I just don't. I, I, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not seeing what he brings to the table. I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
I, I will I will tell you that it has been wildly up and down. I've tried to be patient. It's his first year. I'm trying to give him the the, the benefit of the doubt. You know, with but it's hard, him. Rob. It's hard. But it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard when you see like this something. offense regress the way it has. You know, just just from a efficiency standpoint. Yes. Right. Um. The last year, it was it's like night and day the way they're. It seems like everything has been a struggle this year, has it not? Yeah. It does every like yard, that. every everything is a struggle. Hasn't ever been a game where we said to ourselves, "Wow, the office was just humming like a machine." No, there have been halves, you know, but full full four quarters. No, no, it hasn't felt like that. I I I honestly can't go back to a game where I felt like all four quarters the offense dominated. But you know what people do, right? You know what they say? Well, if you look at the points, if you look at the stats, if you yeah. look at the yard, if you look at the third down conversion rate, if you look at all this stuff. Well, they're you know they're you know they're Brian Johnson's doing a great job. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Excuse my language, man, but yeah. it's frustrating when people fall back on these metrics and say, "Well, they're you know they're they're on par with what they did last year." So that does it look the same to you? The, no. Like 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 let's be honest, right? Listen, listen. You know, it's almost like it's almost like you know it's almost like a a daughter or a son trying to replicate their parents famous dish or their favorite meal, right? And, yeah. you know, mom used to make this famous peach cobbler. You know, I have all the ingredients here. You know, I, you know, I did everything. I did everything, you know, uh, perfectly as far as, as far as the timing and everything on and all that kind of stuff. I let it cool off the same way she did. I mixed it the same way she did, but guess what? It still don't taste the same. Mm -hmm. Something's off here. What is it? It's missing that touch. Did I forget the nutmeg? Did I forget the cinnamon? What did I forget? Did I buy the wrong peaches? You know, were they were they ripe enough? The bottom line is, no matter what you think, no matter what the stats say, no matter what the ingredients say, no matter what you think you're doing, it's not the same. In fact, it's worse. It'd be different if it improved or just looked different, but it was still productive. No, 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 no. This just looks this looks laborious. They they're dragging on offense. No rhythm. They're kind of just, you know, hey, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, go be great. Mm -hmm. Coach has got to do something at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think he's – ask yourself the question, is he putting them in the best position to succeed? No. Um, could they be doing more? Yes. I think it's a combination of a lot of things that are happening right now with this team. Um, I think Jalen's got to be more willing. I, you know, it was weird. I felt like after, after last week, they felt way more comfortable in with Jalen's knee that, you know, we would get back to the RPOs. We get back to more sort of scheduled, uh, you know, run plays, called run plays, draws, all those kind of things. I didn't feel like there was much of that. I didn't feel like there were a lot of RPOs. I didn't feel like there were a lot of called draws. or, or and Maybe you just felt like you couldn't do that against their defense. I don't know. But whatever you were doing, it was it, it netted 19 points for you which is not good enough. And again, if you look at Hertz's numbers, you'd say he had a pretty good game, 26 of 45, 298, a touchdown, ran seven times for 20 and a touchdown. It didn't, he, he, he looked wildly inconsistent to me in that game. He just looked up and yeah. down. And, and by the way, like is, is Julio Jones just cooked? Is that what it is? I mean, he, he's a total non-factor. Yeah. I he mean, the one ball in the end zone and that's it. I mean, I mean, I mean, are, are they, it begs the question, are they trying to get him involved? Like, you know, we have to ask ourselves that. Like, are they even trying to get him involved? Are they trying to utilize their entire arsenal, right? 
you, uh, listen, you can't keep using, listen, you, you, you can't keep using the same hammer all the time. At some point, you got to get a scalpel, you know, you, or sometimes you got to use a screwdriver. Sometimes a hammer can't solve every issue. And that's, and I feel like that's how they're treating Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. They're treating them like a hammer. And you can't just use a hammer to fix every problem. You know what I mean? You got to find a way to get the other tools involved and, you know, you know, to get this thing built. It's just that simple, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Julio Jones is what he was. I'm not saying Jack Stoll is Dallas Goddard. I'm not saying Kenny Gainwell is the second coming of Austin Eckler. I'm not saying DeAndre Swift is Christian McCaffrey 2.0. I'm not saying none of that kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is a creative play caller, a creative play designer knows how to put the ball in his playmaker's hands and put them in position to succeed. Like I said, Brock Purdy, the windows he was throwing to was so damn open. And I kept asking myself, how are they creating so much space? And it's the misdirection. It's the motion. Um, they had this one play where um, George Kittle came across in motion and he chipped Hassan Reddick. Yeah. And, then he le- and then he leaked off into the flat and broke it for like 20 plus yards. Wide open. Nobody saw him. Yeah, I'm like, where is that at? Where is that in yeah. this offense? Where's the creativity? Where's the nuances? Where are the wrinkles? Yeah, it hasn't been there enough, right? It hasn't been there enough. We haven't seen it enough. We haven't seen it consistently enough. Um, you know, they we we know it's there because we've gotten it in bits and pieces and drabs. You know, the second half last week, we got it. What what, did they score? They were down 17-7 at the half, and they won whatever it was. What was the final 37? Like 37, 30. Whatever. They they put up a ton of points in the second half, right? Uh, So so they scored 30. Um, You know, two weeks prior, they had 28 against Dallas. Two weeks prior to that, 38 against Washington. Before that, 31 against Miami. We know they're capable of it. But why can't they find the system? And granted. The 49ers are really good defense. They're hard to score against. So that's a piece of this. And we do have to, we do as hard as it is, we have to look at the opponent sometimes and say they're damn good. But that doesn't excuse what this looked like yesterday. Like, for example, the Niners are second. They give up 15.8 points per game. So the Eagles actually scored 3.2 points more than they generally allow. But the Eagles are supposed to be better than that. They should score more than that. I mean, that's it. They should, and they have. They they didn't, and they they haven't been. So this yeah, is an I, area that needs to be picked up. I understand the defense. I understand. I, I'm all for giving the opponent credit. I'm all for that, right? Um, but I, I I'm willing to do that in the games that are competitive. They that that was just non-competitive. You know what I mean? So it's like, how much credit am I giving the 49ers? Really? Again, I, I'm, I'm they they did their job to the highest degree. But at what point do I look at the offense and say, hold on, wait, time's up. I, I know the Niners are good, but y'all aren't this bad. And that, and, and that's where I, that's where I get lost in all the time, right? Yes, I respect the opponent, mm-hmm. and, and I know they were good, but it's no way you're this bad. That's that, that's that's where I, I, that's where I struggle. Yeah, I mean, both things can be true, right? I mean, you can look at it and give the Niners credit because they they – do this against everybody if they're giving up 15 points per game. And you can also look at it and say, well, the Eagles are supposed to be an elite team, arguably the best team in football, and they can't raise their their game above scoring 13 points after the first two drives in this game. That's what they did. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that part to me is just – it's ridiculous. 
Mine so was, you mine, can look at it. Yeah, you can be nuanced about this and figure it out. I, you know, I, I think this is, um, you know, perhaps where Nick needs to, to, to come in a little bit harder here and take charge of this thing. I'm not saying start calling plays. I'm just saying, you know. No, nah, I actually don't want him calling plays because he wants to pass the ball a lot. I think that's more so him. I want, I want, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised. As much as I kill Brian Johnson, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Sirianni is the one behind all these passing plays. And Brian Johnson's like, yo, listen, we gotta, we we, we gotta incorporate the run game more, man. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised because remember, remember in that two and five start in twenty twenty one, that was Nick Sirianni calling the plays, and what was it? They were passing the ball to no end, no end, which went against Jalen Hurts' skill set at the time. Yep. And then Shane Steichen got involved, and you start seeing the running game getting involved more, the RPOs, all that kind of stuff. And then the following year, twenty twenty two, we saw Shane Steichen in full form. RPOs, running game, passing game. It was it was working in concert. Now Shane Stack is gone. You see this offense where they're they're wasn't they're wanting to pass the ball so much more. And um Brian Johnson's the new play caller and all that kind of stuff. And now it begs the question, right? As much as we as much as we crap on Brian Johnson, Nick Sirianni, is he getting enough is he getting enough blame for the game plan? And what I mean by that is 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 he getting enough blame for the pool of plays that he's providing to brian johnson to call on any given sunday because remember they're not just going into the playbook and just calling random plays they have plays that they practice throughout the week they have a pool of plays they're going to pull from and then then the then the the oc's job is to call plays based off that pool of pre-selected plays that they've worked on no offense pulls plays out of their behind that they have not worked on so no matter how deep the playbook is they only can operate you only can rumble so many plays in the game right so they only they only can pull from the plays that they've worked on I'm beginning to really question, is Nick, is Brian Johnson really the culprit? Is he just calling the plays that they worked on rather than, um, you know, developing the game plan himself? Because, because again, Nick Sirianni, we, I spoke to John about this. Nick Sirianni is responsible for the game plan. Brian Johnson just calls the, just calls the plays that are in the pool of game plan, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni needs to get checked or something because this is starting to look like 2021 in terms of force competing in the passing game. And the lack of balance in that two and five start, but I want to I want to know your thoughts on that, Rob. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think more than anything else, I don't know. It's hard for me to say exactly what's happening in game. I think only two people know this, or three: Jalen, right. Jalen, and Nick and, and Brian. I, I think he certainly has say. I think he's always had say in this. I I just don't think they're preparing well enough. When you are consistently down at the half, like they had been the past five games, that speaks of you are not scheming this up the way that it should be schemed up. Prior to last night, you made in-game adjustments and you came back and won, and you deserve credit for that. You weren't able to do it last night. But what's happening before the game? What's happening in the week leading up? What are you doing to attack these teams and get yourself out to a lead and start front-running instead of always having to climb back up the mountain because you dig yourself this deficit? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's where these guys all have to be on notice. You they can't put, sustain drives. That's the problem. Yeah. They they can't sustain drives. Therefore, it's putting their defense in a in a, in a position because we know we knew the defense wasn't going to be that good this year. But because they can't sustain drives, the defense is being forced to play more snaps than we would actually like them to play, which in turn is putting them behind the eight ball. More points again put up, and the offense has to play catch up. But if the offense had a better game plan coming out, a more effective game plan, and um, they were they were able to put points up, then the defense can kind of play freer. So that's where I'm at, right? I think the defense is struggling because the offense is not putting enough points on the board early so they don't have to always play catch-up and have to be superheroes. That's mm-hmm. the, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
All right, let's uh, let's hit it. Let's come back. We're going to look at some of the weird stuff that went down in this game. Uh, Big Dom's involvement, some of the decision-making when the game was out of reach, uh, some decision-making when the game was not out of Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Breach from Nick Sirianni. So we will cover a lot of ground when we get back. All right, I want to tell you about Pro Action Restoration. As, as I've mentioned to you guys, um, they've been out here at the house, <clears throat> you know, put it, helping me out because I've had a, a lot of issues uh, with a bathroom that flooded into another bathroom and, and, and destroyed my ceiling and my wall and my carpet, et cetera. And Pro Action Restoration is handling all of it, one-stop shopping. Uh, they're the place that you turn to if you have uh, you know, any issues with flooding, any issues with fire or smoke or mold. They will handle it. Uh, they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. Pro Action Restoration is licensed, bonded, and fully insured They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro-Action Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. If it's something you're not sure about, just reach out. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed the most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. 
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Yes, we are. Breathe in, breathe out. Kumbaya. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right. Weird game on a lot of levels. So, so let's start with the 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 flare up on the sideline with Eagles head of security, Big Dom, <laughs> and Drake Greenlaw. Like, did you ever think we'd be talking about this today? No. Hell no, man. Um, what the hell Big Dom was doing? Like, well, come on, man. Like, he, I, I, listen. I wasn't a fan of what Greenlaw did to Devontae Smith in the slightest. I wasn't a fan of it at all. Don't get it twisted. That was that was a that was a whack move. The penalty was properly called. But then, damn man, like why 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 are you trying to get in the mix, dog? Like you're supposed to protect them off the field, not on the field. Okay, like you're supposed to like you're supposed to secure them off the field, and not secure them on the field. That's what the refs are for, all that kind of stuff. Like, bro. Big Dom, man, I love you to death, man. I love you. Got a picture with you and everything. You one of you one of the thoroughest dudes I met, man. You know the Italian mafioso. But 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 man, you you got to be better than that, man. Um, got a lot of respect for Big Dom, but that was just that just was that that and look, they scored off of it, right? And it kind of gave them some kind of life. Yes. But then the defense the defense couldn't get a stop, so it was kind of off or not. Yeah. It was 21-6 at that point. It was the Eagles' first possession in the third quarter. So the Niners had just marched down the field like a hot knife through butter. Seven plays, 75 yards, Samuel touchdown. At that point, the Niners had scored 21 unanswered. Okay, so it's 21-6. Eagles' first possession, third quarter. Devontae Smith catches it. Greenlaw's got him over by the sideline, does that sort of like turn, you know, twirl slam job, which is the dirty yeah. play. He literally picked him up and slammed him. Right. Um, so it's a cheap shot flag is thrown. And then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose on the sideline. And then I'm looking at him like, is that big Dom? So big Dom and, and Greenlaw are apparently having words. So Greenlaw, I couldn't tell if he grazed them or caught him. I don't, it was weird. No, no, he, no, he grazed them. He grazed them. It was like, right. he, 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 it was like he put his hands in his face and he grazed them. You saw big Dom's, you know, no, he's, he, he grazed them flat out, you know? Um, okay. but you know. Yeah, no, no, regardless. But but I agree. I mean, look, and I, and I think from from everything we heard after the game, it, it was, you know, basically one of those deals where, um, you know, Big Dom, I think, was was embarrassed, frankly, at, at everything that went down uh, in that situation. And, uh, you know, regardless, l- let me just give you a history here on Dre Greenlaw. And I saw these uh, courtesy of Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice. 
Last 33 games, Dre Greenlaw, eight unnecessary roughness penalties, two ejections, fined three times, probably a fourth coming up. This is a dirty player. Dre Greenlaw is dirty. He just is. Uh, but but I think the Eagles behind closed doors, I'm sure of it, are saying to Dom, dude, we love you. You can't get involved in any of this kind of stuff again. Like you got you got to lay low, let the players police themselves, let everybody just kind of chill. So anyway, that was bizarre. Greenlaw gets tossed. Dom gets tossed. The Eagles did score. You thought, wow, could something weird like that, you know, spur them? Because they, they went down and scored. It was a 10-play, 58-yard drive. They ended up scoring on a brotherly shove. At that point, 21-13. Yeah, you're like in it. You're like, all right, it's been bad, but we've seen a lot of these games look bad, and then the Eagles flip it. So you say, all right, good, good. Here's the problem, Tom. Niners get the ball right back. Here we go. Score, Score quick. Go right down the field, okay? Right down the field. That was that was the Debo Samuel 48-yarder where Nicholas Morrow, Just one of the worst tackles. One of the worst like tackles I've ever kid. seen. Yeah, it looked like a kid trying to tackle in a, in a, uh, Debo Samuel. Um, so they go right down the field, and it's 28-13 with 3.54 left. It, it, that was it. I mean, I felt like after that happened, honestly, man, because here's what happened the following possession. Yeah. So it's 28-13. Eagles get it back. They can't get anything going. It's fourth and two from their own 32. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you're Nick Sirianni. You are the king of going for it. You are super aggressive. Send a message to your team and to their team at the way that you play. You know, just gas pedal all the time. He punted there. Now, can I kill him for I was kind of torn myself. I'm with you. It was... I was torn. I'm thinking yeah. to myself, ah, should he punt it there? Like you can see, it was so funny. You can tell he was torn because on the sideline he was like, you saw him kind of just like it was like, uh, all right, go, like send the punters out. Uh. Yeah, the the, the the punting went out last minute. It was like yeah. it, you can tell he was like, okay, they're scoring so fast. If I if, if we don't get this, thirty yards is easy for them to get a touchdown on. Like I, yeah. you know, but. Some some will say, listen, you're already dying a slow death. You might as well you, you might as well just pull the band-aid off and try to be aggressive and go and you know and go out falling on your own sword. Um he chose to punt that ball there. I'm not mad, I'm not entirely mad at that situation. Yeah. Normally, I'm real big on, you know, listen, you know, stick to your guns, but at your own 30, I'm not entirely gonna kill him about punting the ball there I'm yeah just, I, I, I'm, I think it's debatable I would have gone for it but it, it's your yeah. own 32 it's a tough call it is yeah fairness L- it's a tough call literally I'm watching the game I'm thinking to myself oh, should we go for it there uh and then I see him and then I literally see him go through the same into the mental gymnastics I'm like okay so yeah. um I, I'll be honest with you um I was completely unsure about it so I so I can't kill him either way I can't okay. say he should have did or it's just I've I'm literally watching the game. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm unsure what I would do in that situation. So, so I chart, I chart every play, right? Because you're a pro. You're a pro's pro. <laughs> that was my not reaction. going. He was just not going for it. Yeah. Fourth of two, 32 Eagles pie. I, I, I'm a maniac. Anyway. So, oh my uh, god. Yeah, that's been doing for a long time, man. You're, you're sicko you're behavior. Sicko behavior, right there, Tom. Uh, all right. So they get the ball back, and then they. Th- this is the drive where McCaffrey starts breaking tackles left. There were four. Missed tackles on one of McCaffrey's runs. And I know he's I know he's Christian McCaffrey. I don't care. You can't miss four tackles. One, eh, maybe. Four, no. So they get the ball back after they they did punt. 
and they go down and score again. Tell I mean, it was, it was the fifth straight that they scored. Um, now, all right, let, let's go to a, I guess a positive here. It is a positive in this sense. Hertz leaves and gets his, has a, an assessment for a head injury. Okay. Um, goes into the locker. I kind of felt good because if you saw the cutaway, he's jogging pretty fast. It looked like yeah. he was, that was a good sign of it, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, it wasn't like he was walking, like he was disoriented. Like he was jogging. It was almost like he was jogging, like, all right, let me get this over with because I'm, I know I'm good. So let me get this over with. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he, you know, he came right back out. Mariota threw three passes, you know, completed two of them. Um, he, he was able to move the chains once. Yeah, Mariota looked okay. So, I, whatever. I mean, he looked listen, okay. But I'm just glad, I'm just glad Hertz was able to come back. He cleared the protocol. So we ain't got to worry about that. Um, yeah. the, my, my biggest thing was, yo, I don't want to lose this game and lose my quarterback at the same time. Well, that, so, that, yeah. that would have been insult to injury. So here's the thing. He comes back. Like, I get it. At that point, you're still kind of, you can justify in your head, you're within striking distance, right? It, it was 35-19. You know, he came back in and they, he had a touchdown pass to uh, Devontae. So that's two. You had to score twice and get two two-point conversions. Likely, no. Possible, yes. Okay, fine. My problem wasn't that. My problem was, what is he doing back in there when you're down 42 to 19 with like 254 or whatever was left in that game? And then there's a there's like a crossing route where Swift gets Swift blown got. to bits. Jeez. Like freaking hammered, man. And I'm saying to myself, Nick, freaking wave the white. No one is going to have an issue with this. Get Jalen out. Get them all out, man. I... I and after the game, he was asked about it. He said, oh, it was still a two-possession game. And then somebody followed up and said, yeah, but you were also down 42-19 and had them in there. And he's like, oh, we're just fighting to the end. There's being smart about things, and then there's being, you know, fighting to the end. This was a situation where you get your guys out. You're fortunate that nobody got lit up worse. Yeah, you're fortunate you came out of that game with no major injuries at all, if any. Um, they're, definitely, they're, they're definitely fortunate. Um, I think – I think um, – I think that was a moment where he got too caught up in the in the fact that his team was getting blown out and it was embarrassing, and he just didn't want to. He just didn't want to insult his guys and bench them, you know, and take them out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not making an excuse for it, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to rationalize or, or at least make sense of his his psyche in that moment. You know, it wasn't a playoff game, but it was a playoff atmosphere, and I just think. He got too caught up in the moment instead of I think I feel like he got too caught up in that moment instead of thinking about what the rest of the season had to had it off. Yeah. You know well, what you I mean? I'd be curious. He is he is a guy who will sometimes be honest and say, you know what? Now looking back at it, hindsight, probably you should have had him out on that last try. I it wouldn't surprise me if he says that. Uh I think does he speak today? I think he speaks today later. Whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if he said that. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, but it was it was a that was you were playing with some real fire. Think about it. You're getting your your butt kicked to a team that that had talked for for ten months that wanted blood, and you're risking your guys out there in situations you know where you'd already had a cheap shot with Greenlaw on Smith. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. It really didn't. Uh, right there. So it was forty two to nineteen with five and a half minutes left, and he still had them in there. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was just like a fitting end to a very disappointing game. Let me just say that. All right, so they have the Cowboys next. 
So the Cowboys come into this thing tone um, hot, like certifiably hot right now. They're playing very well. They have um, they have won their last four, and they've won six out of seven altogether. They've beaten not exactly great teams. They've beaten the Giants. They've beaten Carolina. They beat Washington, and they beat Seattle, who's really leaking oil right now. That that is that was their last four. Prior to that, they beat both LA teams. The only loss mixed in there is the Eagles. Okay, uh, that's they. But they play. They they are very much a home cooking team. Mm-hmm. They won fourteen straight at home, and on top of that, you realize, Tone, they haven't played a road game since November nineteenth. They were home Thanksgiving for Washington. They were home last week on Thursday night against Seattle. So they'll be ten days rest, and they haven't left their joint since the nineteenth. So it, the, the schedule makers, uh, you know, as usual, doing the Cowboys every favor they can do for them. Yeah, it was almost like the schedule maker said to the Eagles, yeah, we know you're good, but we want to see how good you really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but look, right, big picture, right, big picture. You know, we you know we talked about the minutia. We talked about the nuances of this game, and we ripped them to shreds for the first three segments. Um, let's really talk big picture, right? I'm glad you brought up the Cowboys. If you would have told me, through this whole stretch thus far, through this six-game gauntlet, right? You beat the Cowboys, you take your bye, you beat the Chiefs, you beat the Bills, you fall to the 49ers, and so far you're 3-1 and one in this six-game stretch. If you would have right. told me that, I'd be okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Because at the end of the day, right, these these teams, these teams, these teams are great. These teams are good. Say yeah. say what I I know I crap on the Cowboys a lot and I, and I tease them and all that kind of stuff about who they play, but the reality is when I'm looking at it from an unbiased perspective, the Cowboys are a really good team. Really, really, really good team. The Niners are a really, really, really good team. You feel me? Um, yeah. the, the Bills are a really, really good team that have injuries and are playing below their standard, but they're still a team that can beat anybody. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs playing below their standard. There's some there's some talent deficiencies, but they're a really, really good team, really great defense, right? Great, um, great coaches. If you would have told me so far through this stretch they're three and one, I would say they're on schedule. But the fact of the matter is, you have to keep in mind that those other teams are playing ball too, and that and you know the Cowboys they're on your tail for the number one seed, um, uh, the Niners they're on your tail for the number one seed. You feel me? The 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 Detroit Lions, even though we kind of overlooked them, they're on your tail for the number one seed, and and they have the easiest remaining schedule, so they they can easily steal us. They can easily steal it from everybody because Eagles and Niners and Cowboys are beating up on each other. So, you know, they haven't had to play either of those teams. You know, they haven't had to play. Well, they play the Cowboys later on in the season, so we're going to see how that goes. But Lions haven't had to play the 49ers. They haven't had to play us. Um, they got the Cowboys towards the end of the season. So, um, again, the big picture, they're 3-1 and one through this four-game stretch. Life in, And they're 10-2. and two. Life could be a lot worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We could be oh, the Steelers. for sure. We could be and the Steelers why, without their quarterback it, and all that. Yeah, it's hard to have perspective the day after the night of, or the day after a loss, especially a loss like this. If you think about what was at stake, not only was it a big game in the conference standings, it was a rematch of the NFC championship game. There was all the background of all the talking that was done. So this thing was built. I don't know about you, Tone. Like I was a very anxious Sunday. Like I was, I was no, me too. freaking me- cranked up ready for this thing. Right. Like yeah. And you, you know what I did? I went to the gym that morning. Um, yesterday I went to the gym yesterday morning. I was there for about an hour and a half, yeah, trying to just work off some um, you know, obviously staying healthy and whatnot, but I also also wanted to kind of work off some energy. Yeah. And um yeah, it didn't help. 
<laughs> it didn't help. Right. right. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I take that back. It probably did help because I probably wouldn't have been jumping to the ceiling throughout that game. But you know, I was there, I was I was kind of able to just sit back and just take my licks and it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So maybe it did help, maybe it didn't. But to your point, I was anxious for the better part of that day as well. Um, I was in the I was in the gym, right? And it was it was somebody who had who was decked out with the 49ers gear working out. I mean, 49ers hat, 49ers shirt, red shorts, red sneakers. I'm like, this guy is a weirdo. So um, I'm thinking to myself, should I talk shit to him? And I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do that because if we get our ass whooped, I don't want to see him at the gym again. So <laughs> it was just like, damn. Point. Um, point. let me just let me just stay humble in that moment and just hope this game goes exactly the way I wanted to go. Because remember, yeah. I, I had them winning 28 27. So yeah. I thought it would be a tough game regardless, and they would find a way to squeak it out. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, boy, was I wrong. Yeah, well, look, I, I again I, I don't take pleasure in this. I just thought it was a Niners game. I thought it was a Niners spot. Um, and I, I thought they would win. I'm not surprised. So, but I, I didn't think they would they would beat the Eagles down like this. That was my um, thing. I didn't think it'd be that. That was just yeah. And I look I, the thing is there was there was so much build up for the game to have it go down the way that it went down. And the other hard part I think about the game was it it, it was such a like a, a slow motion car crash, if you will. Um, mm. be, because it, it really, after the Eagles second drive, everything went downhill in you know, this just deliberate fashion. Um, and now, and now you look at it and it, it, again, you know, the Cowboys come in here and they're saying to themselves, all right, now we're only really a game back. If we beat them, the Eagles no longer have the head to head, you know, we're basically split here. Um, we're right back in this. The Niners view it as they win the tiebreaker over uh, the Eagles and Detroit. They'd have it over Detroit based on best win percentage in conferences. Mm-hmm. So the Niners all of a sudden are sitting very pretty here. And Dallas can leapfrog Atlanta, who's the four seed in that crap division. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot that can happen between now and the end of the season. That's the other part that we have to take into account. You got five more games. There's a lot that can happen. I know it it feels bad right now. I get it. But they weren't lucky to be 10 and 1. I think they they yeah. got away with some things, right? But they weren't yeah. lucky to be 10 and 1. They got fortunate in certain situations. That's that's the, that's the part, right? And look, every football game, every team is fortunate, right? There are certain things that happen in every football game where every team can say, ooh, if that went the other way, like that's in every football game. But people like to just pinpoint that on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um but Eagles fans do not get it twisted at all. They earned 10 and 1. They also earned 10 and 2. So the reality is we can't forget how this team got here. We can't overlook what they're made of. And we can't underestimate their, you know, their resilience and their ability to come back because they mm-hmm. will bounce back from this. That's the thing yeah. about them we have to keep in mind. They're going to bounce back from this. And there's, like you said, what, four games, five games left, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a lot of time left to kind of write the ship in certain ways mm-hmm. um there's a there there's still there's still they're still in the driver's seat of the conference let's let's not get it twisted here anything can happen on any given sunday i don't want us to entirely abandon the ship because all of a sudden you know we came across um some pirates that you know that stole our booty you know what i mean like it's no it's, it's no need is no need for us to really just hit the panic button go, hit the panic button button all the way but now what we can do is we can really look at this team objectively and we can kind of take our emotions out of it and say, okay, where is this? What are this team's strengths? What are their weaknesses? Who do we match up well against? 
um, you know, how, how how can this thing really pan out for them? So um, I want us all to re still remain optimistic, right? Through all my vitriol, through all my, you know, ranting and shenanigans, there's still reason to remain optimistic. They're 10 yeah. and 2. They're still number one in the conference. They have the right. Cowboys, Seahawks. Still control their own destiny. They still control their own destiny. And, and let's not forget, those other teams, they still got to play football too. And anything can happen against them or for them. So yeah. as long as the Philadelphia Eagles continue to maintain control of their own destiny, they'll be okay. I know the Cowboys are hot right now, but I think that I, I think that I think that game is gonna be super competitive. But I think that's a game the Eagles can definitely win as well. But nonetheless, though, um the Eagles got some things they need to take care of, and they only got about what six, seven days to get it done. They do. The one other thing that I'll say is if we were being realistic going into this, I'm gonna say six game stretch, okay. Like, what did we really think the Eagles were going to do here? Did, did I mean, I, I'm serious, man. Like, everybody take the, the Homer hat off for a minute. Did you think they were going to go 6-0 and against Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas again, and, and Seattle? No. 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 So you figured, you know, if they came out of that, let's say 5-1. I, I had them going um, real quick, Rob. Sorry to cut you off. It, when we when, when we were just talking about it in the five-game sample size, I was saying they would go 3-2. and two. You That's know what, what I mean? And um, well, actually, you actually, said two, I had and three. A, I had two, yeah, and two three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, we expanded it to the six game sample size, and at that point, I said, okay, I got them going four and two because they already won it. So I got them going four and two now. Um, so far they're on schedule. So far, it's just putting yeah. it in perspective. Uh, you know, and again, even if they lose Dallas next week, which makes everything like mucky, everything's mucked up. But if they lose that next week and they can somehow figure out a way to be Seattle at Seattle for the first time uh, since 08, they still come out of it three and two. And that would, in my opinion, that still gets them to what, 14 and three on the season. Cause I do think even though the Cardinals will be competitive, I think if they have to, they'll beat the Cardinals and the Giants. So I think 14 and three wins you the NFC. I don't. I think it does because I think Dallas has a loss in there somewhere. I think San Fran is going to have a loss in there somewhere, maybe the Ravens. Um, and I think the Lions have a loss in there somewhere. So let's look at Dallas here. Dallas's remaining schedule. You tell me where the where there's a loss tone. Okay, you ready? Well, let's skip. We we're going to get into the Eagles game, so let's skip this week. Okay. Mm -hmm. They go to Buffalo. They go to Miami. They're home against Detroit. They're at Washington. So it's at Buffalo, at Miami, home Detroit, home Washington, if we're skipping over the Eagles game. That's the last four. They very easily could lose at Miami. I, I think they beat Detroit. Yeah, I think they beat Washington. This is going to sound crazy. I think they go on a two-game losing streak and lose to both Bills and Dolphins. Hot well, take. Well, Hot take. I think... And this is not because I think they're bad. I just think they get caught on the road. Dolphins, Bills, tough matchups back to back. I know they're playing well, but I got this weird sneaky. I got this sneaky suspicion they they go on a two game losing streak. Okay, okay. All right. Well, let, let me throw San Fran at you. This this one I don't feel as confident in, but let's see. So they're home against Seattle this week. Mm. At Arizona the following week, 
This is the one. Home against Baltimore. Christmas night. Mm. And then they're at Washington. Yeah. And then home against the Rams. It's really going to come down to that Ravens game as far as I'm concerned. It's going to come down to that Ravens game at the end of the day. Um, And the Niners own the tiebreaker over the Cowboys and the Eagles now. So even if we even if let's say they go 14 and three and we go 14 and three, they're the number one seed. That one's tough. Yeah, that one's tough. There's no two ways about it. Let me get just let me give you Detroit for the sake of the discussion here. Right. Uh, They are at Chicago this week. They are home against Denver on the 16th at Minnesota Christmas Eve at Dallas. I mean, one of them's losing that game, right? One of them's losing that game, either the the Cowboys or the Vikings. So that helps the Eagles. One of them's losing Mm -hmm. that game. And then they close it out against Minnesota. I see potentially two losses there. Yeah, I think they at lose Minnesota, to Minnesota um, at Dallas. Could both be losses. I think I think they lose to Dallas. And what was the first couple games you mentioned? Um, yeah, so they start off they, they, this Bears. week. This week they're at the Bears. They're not losing. Right. That, I don't think. Right. Then Denver home. Eh. I think I think Denver. I know Denver lost um, yeah. just yesterday. I think Denver could sneak them. So I think right. I think they lose to Denver, and I think they lose to uh, to uh, the Cowboys. Then they're at the Vikings. That could be the Vikings are or at the season ended right now. The Vikings are in. They're yeah, in right. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, another thing about that is, you know, I look at the playoff situation right now. Um, I understand the you know, see the thing. This is interesting. Like the, the AFC is so fascinating because I think the Pits, I think the Steelers are going to kind of fall off a cliff now because they lost Kenny Pickett, even though he's terrible. But yeah, um, Mr. Trubisky isn't better. He had surgery today, by the way. Right, right. And then Browns, I don't know if they can hold on. Um, Texans win, Broncos lose. Bill, Bill, see, Bills and Broncos, they're still numerically in it. That's so, correct. Um, yeah. And then other side, I mean, Green Bay, they beat the Chiefs last night. Minnesota, they're 6-6. Six and six. See, Rams, Packers, and Vikings are all 6-6. Six and six. They're all very much in it. Um, and then the uh, the Falcons won yesterday. They beat the Jets, so they're 6-6. Six and six. Um Tampa Bay is five and seven, so they're on the Falcons' tail. This thing can get, um, you know, Saints are five and seven. You know, this the, the four spot and the six and seven spot can can shake up really easily in the NFC. That's why, like, it, it's it's hard to really make a call right now because there's right so now, right, it's so hard. Football. The whole the whole bracket can shake. The it's whole so tight. Yeah. In, in both conferences, the whole bracket, like, who KC is the fourth seed. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, we're going to get into them in a second. Miami man. is the number one seed now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to look at last night's game um, in, in a second because that was uh, – first of all, it turned out to be a really good game. Uh, it did. I mean, that turned out to be well, – let, let's take a break. Let, we'll start there. We'll start with last night's game. Uh, controversy on a non-call uh, as well. But we'll dig into that. We'll get into everything that's happening around the NFL. Uh, some key injuries. You mentioned one of them, but there's there's a couple others that are huge in this thing um, and just some big game. I'll tell you some, there's two spectacular, in my opinion, coaching jobs going on in the AFC, mm-hmm. which, which I, I want to get and into the AFC South to make it specific specifically and with Philadelphia ties, both of them. So we'll talk about it. Uh, when we come back, don't go anywhere. That's tone to shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network, Flynn tree services. Yes. They are an experienced licensed and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. 
They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wolbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. friends fitness rebel checking in what's up fitness rebel always good to, to hear from you i'm sure she was suffering along the rest of us yesterday <laughs> with that game that's for sure um all right so tone so a couple things news and notes in the nfl 
the uh, Titans have fired their special teams coordinator, Craig Ackerman. Uh, he's been relieved of his duties per Mike Rabel. This That's is the random. kind of stuff I see sometimes and I'm like, That's I'd random. have to really dig into the special, the special teams of the Titans. I'm sure they're bad, but like, it's like, this is, it's his fault that you're having such a terrible year. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to lay it on the special teams guy. Okay. I got you. Hey, listen, uh, man. Um, any way to, any way to um, divert attention off of what you're not doing. Correct. Correct. You are dead on with that. All right. Um, so a couple things we mentioned the standings, but the Lions beat the Saints. The man that the Saints could have won that game. I don't know if you were mm-hmm. watching any of that. It was it was a back and forth game that easily easily could have been a a, a Saints game, but the Lions did win it. Credit to them in New Orleans, thirty three twenty eight, and they're nine and three um, on the season. I'll tell you what the Lions that really strikes me with them offensively. They were they're really athletic, like. Yes. When they run reverses and 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 jet sweeps, and that's, they're really fast. Jameson Williams and uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown and Reynolds and some of the other guys that they have the playmakers. Dude, they can move, man. And they got one of the steals of the draft with that that kid, the uh, the rookie tight end Laporta. He's yes. a monster from He's Iowa. Monster. Yeah, it's nice. Iowa. The Iowa's like tight end university, man. They they just they they produce like a lot of good tight ends. Absolutely. Hawkinson. Uh, Kittle, you know, we could go on and on, listen, but they're listen, gotta, gotta give Detroit credit. You know, when they traded Hawkinson midseason, we questioned what were they thinking. Yeah. Now we knew he was due for a contract and he was gonna have to get paid at some point, right? So they yep. they bet on themselves and said, listen, we're gonna move on from Hawkinson, get some, you know, get some trade capital, and we're gonna draft the guy and start over from there. And my God, man, that GM and and in Detroit is looking like a genius. Right, Hawkinson is still playing well, but it's just the fact of the matter is you found that you found a guy in Sam Laporta, and he's producing. He's been he's been more than he's been mm-hmm. more than competent. He's a legit mm-hmm. threat on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, man, um, got incredible credits due to what Detroit is building over there. I um, love what they're doing. You know, yeah. um, they're they're a team you have to respect, but I think they're a year a year early. I agree. I agree. Hey, I, I'm I'm only going to circle back to this because it's something we were talking about earlier. Just quickly with mm-hmm. the Eagles. Good stat from Jeff McClain. You ready for this? Of of the Niners, 314 passing yards. 213 came after the catch. So we were wondering, you know, what this looked like, you know, after the catch and after contact and all that. So of the 314, 213 after the catch. Oh, man. Uh, So Nicholas Morrow alone accounted for 151 yak yards for per pro football focus. Damn. Overall, Morrow allowed six catches for 175 yards on eight targets. Christian Ellis, two on 33 on three targets. They were that's targeting about as bad, them. That's about as bad as you can play at the linebacker spot. They honestly. they were target they were targeting them. They they now, they Shanahan they, they, said we're doing it till you stop it. Yeah. That's that's some bad stuff right there. That's painful to even hear. Yeah. Like when you when you're watching it, you don't really get the full gist of it. But when you hear when you hear the number after the fact, and you then 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 you think about what you saw, you're like, oh, that makes a lot of that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Because you know when you're you know when you're in the thick of the game, right? You're not keeping up with yak yards. You're just watching guys get beat. But my God, man, that is um, it's embarrassing. Yeah. But right. also, yeah. Also, if we're being honest with ourselves, um, we were we were fortunate to get whatever play we got from Nicholas Morrow at this point. Um, True. So, you can you can call this 
him coming back down to earth. You can call it exposed. Whatever it is you want to do, it, it matches up. He came back down to earth big time and in a hard way. Well, I, I mean, they cut him. If you remember. They no, they, they, yeah, they legitimately cut him. And then they brought him back because Dean got hurt and he was playing well. But that's because the defensive line helps with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, he was he was playing better behind his defensive line than Dean was. So um, it made sense that he had Zach Cunningham. So uh, it made his job easier. But then when Zach Cunningham goes out and the D-line's not playing well, now, Nicholas Morrow, who are you really? And yeah. now we find out who you really are. We, we, you know, we, we had we had Chicago Nicholas Morrow yesterday, not Correct. not Eagles Nicholas Morrow. And he also, <laughs> like, I don't even really fault him that much. Like, it, it's you should have done a better job at the linebacker position. Period. Period. You know, plain and simple. I can't follow him. Listen, he a man that got an opportunity. He took the money. Listen, I'm not mad at him. He got the job. You know, it's it is what it is. I'm mad at Howie for continuously overlooking the value of the position. Yeah, it's a bummer. It is because it may it may end up ultimately really costing them. Um, you know for sure. All right, you you brought up uh, the Steelers a little bit earlier. Uh, Kenny Pickett uh, surgery for a high ankle sprain. Mm. They don't know how long he's going to be out. He certainly will be out. They're, they're Steelers. He's are done for Thursday. the year. He's done for the year. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Trubisky will will get the nod on Thursday. Boy, how about that one? Steelers, Patriots. Oof. I got the steals and um, I got the steals in that game. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we just jump right there? So yesterday, in an epic offensive battle, the Chargers beat the Patriots six <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what has happened here? <laughs> what? What? What is going on? I, I, I yo, mean, why did you listen, Rob? I don't think people understand your humor, yo. Oh, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm very dry. I love I love dry humor. I love it. Yeah. Um, he said, "What do what did you call it? An epic, an epic offensive battle." <laughs> that that's one you just torch the tapes. You don't even you don't even think about going back and look at what. Went oh on my god! So New England falls to two and ten. So they're gonna they're looking at probably Tone having the number two pick if this continues this way. Um, is there any doubt that you? I mean, they have to be taking a quarterback, right? I mean, is there any doubt there? They'll be fools not to. They'll be Jeez. fools not to. Um, man, I don't know what to say about the Patriots anymore. What a fall from grace, right? Yeah, they used to be. The I, I think it's pretty obvious that, that, that it's it's going to be over for Belichick. We'll see. I mean, I don't. I, he'll he'll they'll they won't call it a firing, but you know, we'll see. no, you know, what they're going to say they're going to say um a mutual um Part separation. Yeah, yeah, mutual. Yeah, mutual parting of the ways, or they'll, they'll listen. They'll even they'll even do him this favor. Um, Belichick decides um, to step down. You know, he decided. You know, what I mean, they're that's what that's what it'll be. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 it'll just be because he still has time on that contract. Hey, we we both agree that. Hey, you know, Bill has earned the right to go you know someplace that he would prefer. Uh, you know. And 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 we'll have a fresh voice here. And and, and mm-hmm. or even good, I'll take a step further. I'll take a step further. <laughs> what did they even say? Um, Bill Belichick decides to um step away from coaching and move into front office. <laughs> like Ooh. that would be insane. That's what's gotten them in this trouble more than anything else. He can't pick it, players at all. It, yeah, offensive players in particular. Because if, if you if you look at the if you look at just one side of the ball, you'll say, oh, his defense has been playing well all year. Yeah, which they have. 
I mean, you yeah, held Justin Herbert. Those guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you, I can't. They gave up six yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You held Justin Herbert in that team right, to six right, points. Right. I mean, they still beat you, but yeah. you know, um, the fact that you, he he's been terrible at drafting offensive talent. They've been worse with O'Brien than they were with that Patricia. Ma- Ma- uh, yeah, no judge, right? crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They, they, yeah, man, it's unbelievable. So, All right, uh, we mentioned this. This game was a highly entertaining game last night. Packers beat the Chiefs. Uh, Green, Green Bay's won three straight. Uh, I'll tell you what. Jordan Love. They beat Chargers, Lions, and Chiefs. Those are some pretty high-quality wins. Jordan Love's legit, and I think he and Matt LaFleur are, have really it found out. it. Like, they've really – they're clicking, man. And those young receivers, they can be up and down sometimes. But, man – there's some sick athleticism. Watson and that crew and Dubs and some of the other. I mean, this is a Green Bay's dangerous. I'm just telling you, look out for Green Bay. I would not yeah. in any way, shape, or form write them off. If they if they sneak in here to this the, the bottom of the playoffs, um, I think it's going to be really interesting. Right now, Green Bay seven. You got Green Bay and Minnesota who are both six and six at six and seven. But you have the Rams right there at six and six, and Seattle at six and six. So it's mm-hmm. it's very bunched six through nine at the bottom of the. Uh, what the a fall from grace for Seattle, man! Seattle was um was cooking, and then all of a sudden, just yeah. they're teetering, yeah. man. They're teetering. And but I tell you, I said I'm telling you, five game losing streak is is, is is coming. And so far, what is it? Three game losing streak? Yes. So far, so listen, man. Two more weeks, and I'm, my theory will hold true. I hear you. I, I'm I, look. I'm. And I, I told Gunner. Gunner thought I was at him. I thought they would win the uh, the uh, the Central Green Bay. Obviously, Detroit's going to run away with that. But Green Bay's getting in the playoffs, in my opinion. They're they're, they're getting in. Derek thought they were gonna, terrible. I think they were yeah. getting too. Um, I think they get in. Uh, I also think the uh, where are they? Um, I think Green Bay gets in. And who's left in the Rams schedule? Because I'm curious about them. The Ra- they I have. Can, I can run through. Ooh, you got it. Ooh, I can, ooh, I they can, got I Ravens, Commanders, Saints, Giants, 49ers. Uh, I don't know if the Rams get in. I think Rams are in trouble. That, they're, yeah, I, they're, that they're in trouble. It smells like three losses to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say two to give them the benefit of the doubt, but um, yeah, man. Uh, but this with this remaining schedule, I don't see them getting in. I see them beating the Giants. Uh, at this point. They're a toss-up between Commanders and Saints, if we're being completely honest. Yep. So, yeah, man, um, they're not getting in. I don't see it with that remaining schedule. No, but I then when I, when I think about the Vikings' remaining schedule, they have Raiders, they Bengals. They play tonight, by the way. Right. So they have Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. Um, yep. No, 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 they no, don't. No, Bengals, Jags tonight. They, they, they play Bengals, next Jags Monday. tonight. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, so – the Vikings, they have a chance to get in, but they got to play the Lions twice. That can hurt but, them dramatically, so they may not get in. Um, so are we talking about a Green Bay and Seattle getting in? But Seattle said, no, nah, not if I claim that five-game losing streak. So, man, but the, the, the way the Vikings – The bottom of the conference playoffs are, are still very much up in the air. Yeah, like with the Vikings and the Rams remaining schedules and the Seattle Seahawks. Let's just say Vikings, Rams, and Seattle, they struggle and they can't get over the hump. Green Bay yeah. gets in. Who who, yep. who 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 gets in outside of those teams I mentioned? New Orleans? Tampa Bay? I don't like them. I, I don't like either of those teams. Do you? No. I, so I know somebody's got to get in, theoretically. I get somebody like, got I, somebody has to get in. 
I think it stays the way it is, actually. I, I think the Vikings and the Packers get in. I'm not Don't I'm not you? mad at that. Do yeah, you, I think that's think, just the way I think it just stays that way. Now, okay, so let's say let's say six and seven stay that way. Vikings at six, Packers at seven, right? I don't think four stays that way at all. I think four is very up in the air with the Falcons. Um, no, agreed, agreed. Because uh, who do the Falcons play next? They have Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. Mm. I don't see. I don't think that Falcons beat the Colts. Um, I think the Bucks catch them, and I think and, and I think the Saints catch them on the back end. I, I think the team that gets in from that to, from that South is eight and nine. I really mm. do. I think it's just a slop fest. I, the, I don't. I know somebody's got to get in. I've said this before. I, I just don't think they should be slotted. They, that, that it should be based on record, but it's not going to be. But it, you know, I, I could sit here and scream into the wind all I want, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, the other thing from last night was controversial non-pass interference call on Valdez Scanling, who seems to always be involved in something. Right, late in these games, he had the drop against the Eagles, but he did. He legitimately got pass interference it was legit pass interference but the one thing that people tend to forget because of that earlier in that drive Mahomes was not out of bounds the guy lays a hit on him before oh, you get a 15 was, yarder right yeah it was that, that, that was ridiculous it was a clean hit hard hit shoulder he was not out of bounds and, and they I should just, have called the Jalen Hurts um penalty remember when Jalen Hurts is out of bounds yeah and and, uh, and the um guy for San Fran him they should have called yeah. that but yeah. they didn't so yeah. You know, it, 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 see, with these officiating crews, you know, there's clear disparities in which calls certain crews favor and so on and so forth. Yeah. Like um, yesterday in, 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 um, in, the, in the Eagles game, they didn't really call that many pass interference calls. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure you probably could have called some, but yeah. they didn't. And, um, you know, again, uh, it's just sometimes, sometimes a crew, they, man, uh, Chiefs eight and four now. I have no idea what they're going to do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I know they have Andy Reid. I know they had Pesham Mahomes, but and I know that defense still only gave up twenty one points. Or was it twenty? Was it twenty five? Yeah, whatever it was. Something, yeah. something like that. But, but I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I struggle. I, I, I struggle with the Chiefs. I struggle. Yeah. Lost twenty seven nineteen. Gave it twenty seven yeah, points. Yeah, I, I I think Tone, what you're seeing here is Andy. Andy put a lot of pressure on Mahomes. And by, by not having a good enough receiving core. And I think he just thought because it worked last year, it's going to work again this year. And that's not the case. Uh, it's mm-hmm. great as Mahomes is. And it's, it's, it's caught up to him a little bit, you know? Absolutely. Um, all right. So elsewhere, I, I got to give a shout out to Mike Evans. Mike Evans has been in the I league. Love 10 Mike years, Evans, man. The model of consistency, 10 years, he's played 10, 1000 yard receiving seasons. And he got over the hump with another monster day yesterday. This guy is a Hall of Fame lock that that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, maybe because he's not like super fast or whatever, but like all the guy does is catch the ball, make plays. He's a beast. Mike Evans has been a beast since the second he stepped into the NFL. So agreed, man. Um, he 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 should be a Hall of Fame lock, if you ask me. He should be first ballot, shouldn't be a question. Um, a guy who's literally Averaged, he's averaging a, over a thousand yards every single year. Like that's the model of consistency. He has twelve touchdowns. I'm sorry, he has ten touchdowns this year. Ten. He's been awesome. He yeah. he has what is it? He has one, two, three, four, five double digit touchdown seasons in his career. He's been mm-hmm. in the league for how long? Yeah. Um, what is this? One, two, three, ten. It was ten seasons, right? 
Ten, he, it's his tenth year, correct? This, this is the tenth year. Through through ten seasons, he has five double digits, five five double digit touchdown seasons. And if you want to, if you want to throw a minimum on there, if you're a wide receiver and you get six touchdowns in a season, that's just pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, anything above that is like really really good. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons of six touchdowns or more. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you, just to put it in perspective, Jerry Rice has 14 seasons with 1,000 yards receiving. Randy Moss wow. has 10. Wow. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, guy's been awesome. All right. Th- this is a tough break. T- Tank Dell, the rookie who was having such a good year for yeah. the Texans, he's yeah. done. Uh, broken fibula. Uh, he's he's had, he's had to have surgery. He's done for the year. To the Texans' credit, they still beat the Broncos uh, to move to 7-5 and five on the season. And that leads us into what we were talking about. So you look at the coaching job that's being done by D'Amico Ryans in his first year in Houston to have them at 7-5. and five. They're, Right now they're the eighth seed. And the job that Steichen is doing, because the Colts won yesterday in overtime against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, they're also 7-5, and five, but they have the tiebreaker against Houston based on head-to-head win percentage. These two guys have been awesome. Like no matter how the season plays out, you got to be thrilled if you're either of those organizations to have those guys. They've done a great job. Absolutely, man. I I can't even I can't even debate it, man. You know they're doing an amazing job right now. Um, what more can you ask for, honestly? Yeah, and, and just overachieving with with not great talent on either either front. You know, Definitely. and I can only uh, I don't think either owner's great. You know, Ursay is is just. Ugh. But, you know, the guy in Houston hasn't exactly uh, covered himself Ursa, in glory either. Ursay doesn't deserve this franchise, man. Yeah. He doesn't because his team always tends to do well in spite of his antics. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Well said, man. Uh, all right. Elsewhere, Derek Carr in concussion protocol for the Saints. Uh, Derek Henry is not in concussion protocol for the Titans. He had a big day yesterday. Derek uh, Carr got carted off, right? Yes, he's in concussion protocol. They'll they'll evaluate as they go. Is the way that they uh, they're terming it. Uh, he's not playing next week, huh? He's not playing next week. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Yeah, uh, according to multiple reports, Ron Rivera is safe for the rest of the year. Uh, they got thrashed yesterday, forty-five to ten, by Miami. Um, actually, yeah, it was yeah, forty-five fifteen. Sorry. Um, 45 15 45 to 10 well it was 45 10 the week before to dallas and then 45 15 last week so you know they they fired they already fired jack del rio like this is this is just it's only a matter of time right at at this point just ride fired jack and you still gave the same gave it the same amount of points what do you expect you traded two of his best edge rushers yeah like what do you what what are we doing here well i i would i don't know i mean i guess you could you could look at it one of two ways would you like to see what it looks like with Eric B enemy for the rest of the year? Or, you know, that there isn't enough talent there regardless of who coaches them. And you don't want to do that to be enemy. And you're still going to hire many. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I go a couple different ways on this. It doesn't no, matter. Either you, yeah. way. You're not turning things around. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I would much rather be enemy get a fresh slate than throw him out there this year. Me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I I think it is a a tough question. All right. Uh, Cowboys Seahawks was prime videos, most watched game. They drew 15.2 
million viewers uh, this past Thursday night. They finally got a decent matchup, and the the numbers backed it up. It's the most streamed mm-hmm. NFL game ever. No, it's impressive. It's, it, it, it is definitely impressive, all things considered. Um, they've been struggling to get a good matchup for two years, and they yeah. finally got one that had real implications. And um, it delivered, um, despite the penalties. That was annoying, but it delivered. Yeah, the uh, so TJ Watt uh, is, even though he got banged up in their game, is supposed to be good to go. He's frustrated. He feels like he's being held uh, quite a bit. And they're not calling it, and he's he's voiced as much of his uh, displeasure. So we'll see where that ends up uh, ends up going uh, with him. If the league stay, uh, smacks back at him, I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah, um, they, they they love um, humbling you with your paycheck. Oh, do they? Do they ever? Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, elsewhere, yeah, they're, they're, as far as what's happening in the uh, in the AFC, like this really matters. Robert Sala said that the Jets may go to Trevor Simeon. That would be their fourth quarterback this season. Well, Simeon played yesterday. so As the starter, though. They pulled right, Boyle. Pulled oh, Boyle. see, I caught that game when he was already on the field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's just man, I, oh I man. Mean, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. M-E-S-S. Mess, mess, mess. Mess, mess, mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Boyle Boyle starts the game 14 for 25, a buck 48, oh. sacked five times, interception, 56 passer rating. They go with Simeon, five for 13, 66, and a 55 passer rate. Like, it doesn't matter. I I mean, I get it. You try to do anything to kickstart this thing. The Jets need to do two things. Tell Rodgers he's not coming back this year and lose as many games as they can lose to get a better pick. That's well, it. they better well they better start putting some actual jet fuel in that jet instead of filling it up with unleaded because yeah. they are they are running on fumes, man. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you got guys like Sauce Gardner on that defense, and yeah, I know you just paid Quentin Williams, so he might not go anywhere for a while because you gave him the money. So he's he, so you 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 bought a silence for maybe like another two years or so. You bought a silence, but um, Sauce Gardner, if they don't get this thing turned around, I'm telling you, him Garrett Wilson. I wouldn't be surprised if those two guys, yeah, it's going to start. You know, want to you know want to take their careers elsewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they um. Is it possible for players to deny the fifth year option, or is it a team option? I think it's a team option, right? It's not a player. Yeah, option. it's a yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if they pick up their fifth year option, I wouldn't be surprised if they demand trade still. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think they need they need to have a good year next year for those guys to want to stay on board. And after that, it'll start. It'll start because mm-hmm. that'll be year, that'll be year three, and typically at the year three they they decide if they're going to pick up the fifth year option. Yep. So, yep. um, man, yeah, even if they do, even if they do, if they not, if they don't turn it around, I, I I'm willing to bet Sauce Garner and Garrett Wilson demand trades. Yeah. In the same off season, I'm willing to Wouldn't bet. Surprise it. me. Wouldn't surprise me. All right, tonight's game does have major implications here for Jacksonville. So Jacksonville plays the Bengals um, tonight. Jacksonville's eight and three. They're chasing the Dolphins and the Ravens, who are nine and four, and Kansas City's eight and four. So this is tight up there. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It is. Uh, this is tight up there, and they need to win this. This game's in Jacksonville, and they're you know, obviously they played well there. I just don't see Cincinnati generating enough offense without yeah. Burrow. I just don't see it. Can you imagine if the AFC runs through Jacksonville? It's not out of the question. I mean, um, 
because Miami owns the tiebreaker over Baltimore over the Baltimore Ravens because of um, best win percentage in the conference. Right. Um, no one owns any um, tiebreakers over Jacksonville right now, so Jacksonville can they can take over the AFC cleanly if they if if they win tonight, I believe. Right. Yeah, and if Jacksonville wins tonight, they're seven and two in the conference, which is a better record than the Ravens and the Dolphins. In Miami. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely. One. I right. mean, it's a big one. I don't think it's. I think Jacksonville's going to handle their business, but it's a very important game for them. Exactly. Yeah. So tonight, um, man, can you imagine Jack? Somehow, some way, Doug Peterson turned Jacksonville Jaguars into a nothing from a nothing burger to the number one seed in the AFC in two years' mm. time. Yeah, two years' time. He won it. He won it. His what second year here? Right. That was his second year. Seventeen. Um, you know what? It's a sidebar conversation, but. Depending on how the depending on how this the end of this season looks, um, because remember they haven't extended Nick Sirianni yet. Um, depending on how the end of this season plays out, I wouldn't be surprised if um Harry Roseman starts um, you know, weighing his options. Weighing his options in terms of Nick might in, go. In terms of hey, how is this coaching staff going to look? You know, going forward in the next. Oh, three, wow. three, three years or so. You know okay. how 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 we how he's not afraid. He's not afraid to pull the trigger. He fired a Super Bowl champion winning head coach. He's not afraid. Hmm. Um, I think Nick has. If I'm being realistic, I think Nick has five solid years before they even start considering. You know what the next move is, if if that's the case. Um, but he has to do a better job with putting his team in, in better positions. I know they're ten and two. Some may call it an overreaction, but. We got to just pay attention to who our GM is. And they fired a Super Bowl winning coach before. No right. one is untouchable. That's all I'm saying. No one's untouchable. Uh, okay. Uh, I th- I think I think Nick's very safe. I would wonder. I think everybody's safe. But I, I would. Uh, I think the coordinators next year are going to be looked at through a very different lens. Because there's yeah. no more excuse of it's their first year. Yeah, and, and let me be clear. I think ultimately he is safe, but what I'm saying is, they gave what they gave Doug what five years, and he was going after that. Yes, yes. He was he was going after that. Yes. All right, Nick Sirianni's in what year three? Yes. Uh, he be going into year four next year. He's coming up on that um on that report card uh year. You know what not I mean? Because it's, it's, it's it's coming up. Yeah, but you know, again, we'll we'll see how it turns out. Though, again, I'm not jumping out the window saying he's going to get fired or anything, but we know who our GM is. We know what he's capable of. Yeah, we should just we should just it's, just, it's something that we should just monitor a little bit. Yeah, I understood, understood. All right, let's uh let's hit it real quick and let's come back. Uh, college football playoff was announced. The four teams uh that got in. As usual, it's not without controversy, and people are ticked off. So we'll discuss that. Uh, local kid in the transfer portal. We'll, we'll discuss that. Sixers and James Harden still firing shots. James! At Daryl Morey. Still doing it. So we'll hit all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. We'll be right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street 
and uh, everybody was going nuts over there, and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Monday, recapping the Eagles 42-19 loss to the Niners. Not pretty. Do we right? have to? Yeah, I know. Uh, do we listen, have to? Listen to this. I, I We should have probably gotten to this in the football segment. Let me just sneak it in before we hit a bunch of other stuff. So, um, according to Zach Rosenblatt, who covers the Jets for The Athletic. So, I mentioned how the Jets want to make a quarterback change potentially again. 
he's reporting that the Jets want to make a switch at quarterback and the team is leaning towards Zach Wilson taking this thing back over. But he is reluctant to stepping back in, sources tell he and Diana Rossini of The Athletic. The team is hoping he changes his mind as they continue the next steps. Okay, here, here, here's the way it would go with me. If I reached out to Zach Wilson and I said to him, um, we're not happy with what's going on. You've had a couple of weeks on ice to kind of sit back and watch this. We want to go back to you here to close out the season. Um, and if he if he says no to me, he's cut. He would ne- either or if you don't want to cut him for cap ramifications, fine, no problem. You're the third string guy. I would never put him on the field if he refuses or doesn't want to go back on the field again in a Jets uniform, ever under any circumstance. If this is true, I'm done. Yeah. If this is true, like my man, you're acting like you've done something. Yeah. Like you, you act like you, like it'd be different for his Rogers. He's like, no, I'm not playing. Like you guys aren't like, this is not like, that's different. But even then any player that refuses to go on the field, I have a problem with. Um, like, like how are you treating this in any way, shape or form with, if you're the jets other than excuse me, you don't want to start. Got it. No problem. I would never put him in a game. I put a running back in there if my two quarterbacks got hurt before I put him back in again. He doesn't, he doesn't love football. He doesn't love football. It's just that simple. Um, and he's and a bad teammate. He's a bad he teammate. Football and um, he's showing that he's 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 still a bad teammate. Like we thought, we, like, like we thought he was last year. It's yep. just that simple. Uh, just, just uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, all right. Um, the college football playoff. Four teams got in. Tone. Washington, Texas. Alabama, Michigan. Michigan won the Big Ten. They beat Iowa. Alabama upset Georgia. Washington beat Oregon. And Texas took care of business in their conference as well. Uh, mm. The big debate came down to was Georgia, Georgia still going to get in? in. Wow, that's they didn't crazy. get in. And the other, the other, uh, the huge controversy is Florida State. Now, yeah. it, it's I, 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 I'll tell you, I'm I'm sympathetic to Florida State's plight, but. As a fan of college football, I don't. I, if they had their starting quarterback, it's a no-brainer, and they would have been in. But they don't, and mm. their offense looked like Iowa's offense. They got jobbed, yes, no doubt. Their coach went off; he should have gone off. Totally right. But would I rather it be these four teams as a fan watching? But being honest, yes. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, you know, uh, even Deion Sanders, you know, said, you know, he's like, look. You know he's an FSU guy. Yeah, he was like, I mean, it wouldn't be a college playoff without Alabama or Georgia. So, you know, what, what, what can you do? So, I mean, you know, I'm not really, I don't really watch college football like that. But uh, one thing I do know is um, those four teams that got in, because I've seen those teams play like sporadically, they're exciting. So uh, I much rather see those guys play. You know what I want? <clears throat> I can't remember how the bracket set up, but I would love to see a Texas. Uh, I would love to see a Texas, Alabama, or Texas, Michigan. In, in, in so Washington, it's Washington, Texas, Bama, Michigan. They're that, that okay. the matchups are Washington, Texas, and then Alabama, Michigan. So that's okay, cool, cool, cool. So Texas has to play Washington. Yes. I want Texas. I, I want Texas to beat them, and then I would love to see uh, Michigan and Texas. Because I and and, and and then I want Michigan to beat Texas. Because I want I want Michigan to 
kind of have the like you know take it to the take it yeah. to the whole establishment. And have the hearts broken. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to, I would love to have Michigan win that game. See, I can't stand Michigan so badly. I just want Michigan to lose in the first round. <laughs> I just I I'm the I'm normally you know not a Bama guy, but I am in this circumstance. Yeah, I don't have I don't have any emotions tied into it. So I yeah. just I'm 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 always, I'm always for someone. Yeah. You know, put you know, putting the middle finger up to the establishments. <laughs> See, I don't care in the other like in Washington and Texas, have at it. Like I'll I'll just I hope it's a good game. That's all I care about. I don't care right. who wins, whatever. Uh, but that one, yeah. I'm oh I can't stand Jim Harbaugh, man. I can't stand him. <laughs> uh uh-huh. what, what don't you like about him? I think it's all like this weirdo act. Like he does this whole like I, I and the whole like, hey man. All, all this adversity and everybody's they're against you. Cause you cheated, dude. Like this wasn't something that was like, you didn't lose your quarterback. It, it's so strange. It's so strange. It's like this self-created. Oh, all you, man. you did it. You did it to yourself, man. Wait, so wait, wait, is he the brother that always wears the khakis? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they're hiked up to like his boobs. Like, come on, dude. Like get a real pair of pants. Like what's going on here? All right. Oh, uh, Kyle McCord, the quarterback from Ohio State, is transferring. Uh, he's actually he's in the portal. Uh, he's a uh, St. Joe's prep kid. He played his co- high school ball with Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin obviously is is bye bye. He's going to the pros, even though he has a year of eligibility left. How about you had Kyle McCord, Marvin Harrison, and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. all on that Ooh. same St. Joe's prep team? I mean, just just not fair, man. Not fair. At but all. uh it's good it's good that he's uh he's he's transferring he's, he, he was he was they were questioning whether or not he was going to get the start in their bowl game or the head uh uh day ryan day was questioning it so it looks like he's going to transfer out of there he's got a year of eligibility i think uh hey, left, listen, so we'll man, see. i ain't even mad at it you know the, the transfer portal is like free agency now so oh it is you know, listen man highest um, bidder Get that money, get that money, kid. I'm as Matt Rule said, you better have a million to to two million if you want to land good ones. So listen, he probably thinking to himself, the league is not really in the cards for me. Let me maximize this this college thing, Correct. get as much money as I can. Listen, whoever whoever wants to pay me the most, I'm going there. Yep, I ain't mad at it. I want bit. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, Sixers off until Wednesday. Weird, weird schedule. They they play Friday. They played Friday, and then they're off until Wednesday. Um. They play Friday without Embiid, Maxi, Batum, and I'll tell you they they showed a lot of heart against the Celtics. They did. They hung in there Friday. They That's almost crazy. won that game. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. So they lose their off till then. So a couple things. Look, yeah. Kelly Oubre, according to Nick Nurse, is going to be cleared and is eligible to play on Wednesday. He's practicing with the team now, so that's good. They need mm-hmm. they need some some firepower. And uh, James Harden. James Harden says that Daryl Morey offered him a max deal, and then they, they, you know, they they pulled it back off the table. Do you believe it? Well, John Clark's reporting. His sources are saying there was never an offer on the table. So now it's the classic. He said, he said, and this is mm. what it's going to be now with, with these two. Yeah, the Sixers I, will lay low. I don't see anything coming out of the Sixers camp. Why, I you, think you have no reason to respond. You have no, no reason. reason to respond. Just just leave it alone. But Harden will never back off of this. It, it really, he'll he'll never, and, and it's just fine. I mean, just just know what it is. He'll never. He's, back their, off he's it. their problem now. He's their Correct. problem now. I have yeah. no idea. What's their record now since the trade? I stopped monitoring it. Oh, 
uh, let's see what they. I'll just I'll, I'll just tell you what it, I'll look at it what it is overall, and then I'll see if I can figure out what it was with that hard. So okay. they're nine and ten. They're six and four in their last ten. It's probably somewhere in that range. It's they, he's been there longer than that, but that's what they they they've been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about this? You look up when the trade happened, and I look at their schedule, trying to match it up. All right. Let's see. let's do it that because I'm really curious. You know, uh, I'm really curious to see how this thing goes up. Um, pulls right, out. So James Harden trade. I'm trying to remember. Uh, November first. God, was it only November first? That can't be right. Okay. I think I think this is it. November first, because remember the first game against the Lakers, PJ Tucker played. That's but right, and he play. didn't. That's correct. So the, the he, next game after that, right, would have been his first. So, so at the time, um, prior to the trade, they were three and one. Prior to the trade, yep, they were three and one, and now they're nine and ten. So they're six and nine since the trade. Does that math add up? Yeah, it's about right. They're yep. six and nine six since the trade. Yeah, nothing huh. special there. Nothing, yeah. nothing special at all. Not good. Um, I and they they so Westbrook moved to the bench voluntarily. A selfless move by him. And I see this is why I've always been a Westbrook guy. Does he does he does he did he piss me off at times? You know, during his time in um in the OKC at times, sure. But I've always been a Westbrook guy, and he gets a bad rap for the you know he gets a bad rap. Yeah, he's he's a great teammate. The fact that he decided to say, you know what, I'm going to take a step back. And I'm going to dominate the second unit because I think that's him showing high self awareness, saying, "Okay, I know my skill set. I can dominate the second unit, uh, the second unit, and I'll be the go to guy every single every single play, you know, every single play down the court." Um, I don't think he's getting enough credit for that. Um, meanwhile, James Harden is just moving around like he's owed everything. Um, I got I got a, I got a lot of respect for Russell Westbrook. I, I really really do. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is possibly good news here. Josina Anderson, I, I believe she's with CBS Sports now. I'm going to yes. double check. That's where she is. Okay. Yep, she is. So yep. she, she is reporting that there is some optimism. Read into that how you want. That Shaq Leonard will ultimately choose Philly over Dallas, according to Josina Anderson. Some optimism. Take take it for what it is. Um, yeah. Some optimism. That just sounds like it's not. Really that's not really pushing I mean, me in a real. I mean, there was some optimism direction. before. Yeah, like the, the fact that he visited the Eagles and the Cowboys, that that's the some optimism. That's the yes. needle doesn't, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, I know I'm jumping back and forth, but let me hit you with this. No, you're fine. Uh, it's the last segment. We're, we're, we're cooking right now. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. So he he is sort of speaking about the accident. You remember the the, the alleged uh, hit and run? Yeah, I can't wait. Broke? I can't wait for that documentary to come out. <laughs> Netflix special. So. Uh, Basically, let me give you a couple things that he said on people questioning his account of the accident. He said, quote, this was and is a very traumatic situation for me and my family. I just wish my life wasn't like the Truman Show where everybody kind of watches it and has their own opinion about my my life. OK, uh, on what he on what happened on the night, he told police he was a victim of a hit and run at his center city residence. First and foremost, before anything, I want to say thank you to my family, friends, Sixers organization, especially Nick Nurse, uh, the utmost support throughout this process. I've spoken to the police about this situation, and they have an ongoing investigation. So I've spoken to who I need to speak to about it, and I'll keep it with that the way it is. I won't be speaking on any details um, because they are looking into it. 
right. Hmm. So he's basically, hey, we filed this thing. I filed this thing. I told him what happened. It is, was, yeah. Basically, like, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know um, what? In, in in his defense, you know, for him to sit here and go through the minutia of everything, it, it does start to get crazy. I'll give you a little bit more on how badly mm-hmm. he wants the driver who hit him caught. This is from Keith Pompey. Like I said, I'm all for peace and love, but at the end of the day, this is a serious situation. I'm going to let the situation handle itself from there. I don't hate anybody. I don't wish anybody. Uh, I don't wish any mal intent on anybody. All right. So and, yeah, because anyway. I'm thinking to myself, why, why would he li- like? What does he gain from lying about a hit and run? What does he gain? So I'm trying I, to understand. Like, I don't know. I, I, I err on the side of believing him. Yeah. Um. But you know, I, I ain't gonna lie. If I was, if I was one of his teammates, I'd be like, "Hey, yo, what, what happened, man? What really happened? Yeah. <laughs> what really yeah. happened? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. listen, you can tell me what really yeah. happened." <laughs> It stays here. Yeah, sure it does. It stays here. You know, you know, you know, get a couple of drinks in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey what, what happened? Yeah. If look, if he's smart, he doesn't tell, he doesn't share anything. With I wouldn't tell a soul. Not in as these far, days. If everybody, as far as I'm concerned, ouch, yeah. ooh, ow, the car. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. Look, I and again, whatever happened, whatever went down, you know, I mean, guy broke ribs. Like, it sounds pretty serious. So, so right. whatever. I mean, I do you think this can go down as one of the um the greatest urban legends in Sixers history. <laughs> it's par for the course with the Sixers. And it's not even their fault this time. Like they didn't do anything. This is totally not on them, oh, but it's man. always something here. You know, there there's, it's very rarely smooth sailing without something weird happening. That's always. more than anything else. Weird stuff happens around the Sixers. Just put it that way. Weird, weird stuff. Um, all right. So we talked a lot about the Eagles. The Cowboys are next as we mentioned, and this game's in Dallas where they, they have played extremely well lately uh, and to, the, to the tune of 14 straight at home. So they've been really good at home. And, you know, they're certainly in a position where they need to keep winning. Uh, they're just like the Eagles. That you, you you lose as tight as this thing is. It's, it isn't going to bode well for you getting that one seat. I mean, think about how big that is. I know the Eagles just lost at home, but – you know, have a chance to have a game back here as opposed to having to go to, go to San Francisco or Dallas. They haven't won mm-hmm. in Dallas since 17. So it's been a while since they've won. Never a Super Bowl year. Correct. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Look, the, yeah. Listen, the fact of the matter is all these teams at the top of the NFC, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Lions, at the end of the day, they're all skinning off the nice. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yes, the Eagles got the got the worst loss over the weekend, but all of them are skinning off the nice, and none of them can afford a loss. None of them. Not, so, no question. Yeah. So listen, man, as, as good as everyone is, man, everybody has to, you know, tray lightly. Well, I think I, when you, if you're, if you're Dallas and considering they, you know, from a scheduling standpoint, I would say of the three teams and I'm talking Eagles, I'm, I'm excluding the Lions for a minute. Mm-hmm. I think of the Eagles, Cowboys and 49ers. I think the 49ers have the easiest schedule. Yes. The one game I could see them tripping up is the Ravens, but I really don't see another loss there for them. Yeah, That's and they're it. home in that game. They're home for that game, right? Yeah, so. they're home. And, and, you know, they're at three losses right now. If they don't lose again, you can only uh, – man, it's, that's why it's tough. If the Eagles only lose one more game, the Niners would have the home field advantage over them. Facts. Lost the head-to-head. So you're going to need this... – the Eagles are going to need to get to, to run this thing and maybe get help if they don't – if the Niners don't lose that game to, to the Ravens. Right. That's why this next game is so is so crucial. It's so crucial, man, because the um, last thing you want is to lose the number one seed and then lose the division, too. So it's um, 
it's um, put up or shut up time. That's how I look at it. So it's Dallas. They're at Dallas. They're at Seattle. Then it is it is home Giants, home Cardinals at Giants. That's what they have left. Uh, you know, and obviously you're talking about two really bad teams. But the only thing to keep in mind is the Cardinals generally play pretty close games. Like if mm-hmm. you look at Arizona, I brought this up earlier, but if you look at Arizona's games, now the record's bad, and they just, but they did just win this week, but they're 3-10. and 10. Right. But if you look at it, so they won this week. They did not play very competitive against the Rams. But prior to that, they lost to Houston by five. They beat Atlanta the week before. They did not play uh, you know, well against Cleveland. They lost by seven to Baltimore. They lost by 10 to Seattle. I mean, my point is they generally play pretty close games and they beat the Cowboys earlier in the year. So, and they got Kyler Murray back. So don't take anything for granted. Yeah. And um, the Eagles typically struggle against mobile quarterbacks. So um, that's something that you don't want to just go in thinking this is going to be a layup. You want to make sure you uh, take care of business. But also the fact that the matter is the way because the way the conference is set up, I think the Eagles are entering every game as if must as as, as a must win. So at, at, at least um, this loss kind of um, is going to keep them keep them honest, I guess, so to speak. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I again, the my biggest this could serve in a weird way as a good thing because they Oof. lost and got crushed in the process. I think when you lose in that manner, it it, it brings about change. In the way that you're going about, well, things. you can say that for the Cowboys, right? After they got lost, they went back to the drawing board, and yep. they their offense they they, they switch things up. Yeah, you know, defense start playing way better. You know, it, 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 you're right; it can definitely bode well for you. Um, it could it could light a fire under you. Like I said, it could, it could either make you or break you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I agree. I look the the other part that I think is if you you could take the doubt the Cowboys for example, you take the 49ers. 49ers lost three in a row. They went to the bye week. They did get healthier, but they sort of reset some things that they were doing, and they came out mm-hmm. and they were a completely different team. I think this this could be the case. This could be the come to Jesus thing, you know, um, for the Eagles. And I'll tell you, we may not necessarily see it in the win loss column because this is going to be a tough game against the Cowboys. But if they go out and they're non competitive against Dallas, that's when it's time to start being worried. Like, that's I'm when not I'm like, okay, we got virtues. Yeah, yeah. I'm not pushing any panic buttons after one loss. It was a bad loss. It wasn't good. It was at home, but if it's two straight weeks of this, then we got a problem. Right now, I'm not going there yet. I'm exactly. Not. If if you go to Dallas and you lay an egg completely, like if, if it's non-competitive like it was this past Sunday, um, matter forget that. If you lose that game, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't care what the score is. You lose that game, we got we got we got. Listen, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. I mean, that's that's as far as I'm concerned, the the jury's out. Mm-hmm. And there's one more week for this to look good. If you, if you again, you lose a a 24, 21, 27, 24, 31, 28, whatever, uh, a very competitive game to Dallas. You don't love it, and you're you're very concerned from a standings point of view. But I I, I can look vastly different uh, than what this looked like because not only did you lose, you got killed in this game, and and, and really every facet um, they took you apart. So I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing is just look towards next week and how this looks all right we'll continue to break that first off condolences uh on, on the loss in your family tone uh yeah yeah um i appreciate that um step away for a couple of days we, we totally get it yeah man. totally get it. yeah so um eagles fans uh my fellow <laughs> my family in the chat um i won't be on uh the national football show today um i won't be back in action until thursday 
uh, this week. Um, my wife and I, we have to do some traveling and kind of um, take care of some things. Uh, lost my grandfather-in-law. So, um, yeah, um, pretty big loss, pretty heavy loss. But, you know, we're you know we're getting through it as a family. And, um, you know, I appreciate you guys' support. Again, um, I won't be on the uh, National Football Show with Cilio today, unfortunately. Um, but then again, maybe fortunately, because uh, <laughs> Cilio's going to go, go crazy on the Eagles today. So maybe I get to yeah. avoid that uh, that bludgeoning. But um, yeah, I appreciate so anyway, you guys. We, and, um, condolences and wishing you and yeah. your family the best, man. And we'll, we'll we'll catch you back here on Thursday. So Bill Calarillo, we hopping in definitely, for you. Uh, definitely, definitely. You guys are in good hands. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, best best to you uh, and uh, everybody in the chat. Yeah, thank you, thank everybody you. streaming, everybody listening. Appreciate it. As Tone mentioned, don't go anywhere. You have Dan Cilio coming up with the National Football Show, and I'll be back with Bill tomorrow, same time, same channel. Appreciate everybody. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.